This is the Brown Boy Wonders Podcast. Welcome to the Brown Boy Wonder Podcast. In this episode, my guests and I are going to discuss our top five gimmick mat- wrestling matches of all time. My first guest is from St. Louis, Missouri. He is the legend killer. He is the apex predator. He is what? the viper. He is what? Daniel Orton. Or- Daniel, how are you doing, man? Uh, Randy Orton's not actually from St. Louis. It's actually a point, point of contention between me and him. So. K-Fabe, K-Fabe. Uh, Bro's burying the podcast as soon as he gets started, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I, would, I would appreciate the introduction, man. Nah, me and me and uh, Randy Orton, we got beef, and he knows it. So, all right, all right. Hit me up, Randy. Randall. Right. Randall. All right. Uh, my second guess, he is the ultimate needle mover. He is the head of the table. He is the tribal chief in God mode himself. Skyler Reigns. I was not expecting the Roman Reigns hype up, but I'll take it. Yeah, that probably should have been Rey Mysterio. They're from the same place. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I was expecting. I was expecting that, yeah. But, you know, Roman's a G. I, I'll take it. The only Reigns I acknowledge is Skyler. Oh, Very yeah, nice. man. Very nice. My last guest here. He is the, w, the PWI Top 500 number one ranked wrestler, wrestler of the year, and a Sports Illustrated wrestler of the year. While he sometimes used the airport in North Carolina, Ozum Omega. No, we're just getting started, but goodbye mwah, and good night. <laughs> very nice, very nice. All I right. I feel like I got uh, buried here because they got Roman and Kenny and I got Randy. People but... like Randy. <laughs> I like no, Randy. I like anymore. Randy. Not as much as Roman. He's or, coming back. Or. Kenny, no, Kenny's like, the one. To Roman be, and Kenny honestly. are like five. Everybody, right? Randy's like, mm. eh. Eh. oh, Randy's up there. I like Randy Orton. He's one of my favorites growing up. Yeah. yeah um, before, before he found before, out about the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> before we uh, ranked our top five, I do have some questions for you guys. Hmm. All right. If you guys are catching up with AEW, I have this one question. Who is under the devil's mask in AEW? Oh my god. There's a couple of answers that it could be. Um, so Who are you going to? I've read a lot about... I've been reading Reddit comments. I personally am not thinking about who's under the mask because I, I, I don't want to be disappointed. Because mm. like you sit, you hype yourself up, and it's like, damn. I the most credible answer to me right now seems like Britt Baker. It doesn't make sense, but the, the, <laughs> how the, is it both the, the most credible and doesn't make look, sense? Look, it, it's most credible. Meaning, let me say, so it's most credible because the the evidence is like right in your face, right? So number one, Maria has not been a part of the kingdom. And Adam Cole has not officially reunited with the kingdom. Um, and uh, so also, if you follow the AEW, uh, the page, the, the Instagram page, 
they did a like women's Halloween like promo video, like a music video type thing with uh, Doja Cat, Paint the Town Red, right? Yeah, right. And when it said, you know, when she says uh, that one lyric where it's like she the devil, and like Britt Baker's face, like was oh. her B roll was like in that lyric. So I don't know, man, but you know. It could be anybody, and I w- I would take no. it. The storyline is awesome. What What do you guys think? Anybody that's not, you know, I don't know. Well, um, obviously we know that, uh, and this is this is might be controversial, but there ain't nothing wrong with Roderick Strong's neck. So for a <laughs> minute there, I was thinking like, is is he doing stuff because he's got beef with Max for taking Adam? Uh, but just on Dynamite this week. Uh, the acclaim got beat up by three dudes, which like that's gotta be the kingdom, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe. Um, so like the you question know, is... Roderick Strong is a pretty good shout, actually. That's one name I haven't read. The only thing that is throwing me off, and maybe AEW is doing this on purpose. The yeah. first time the devil beat up Jay White, it was like a really like scrawny person, like yeah. uh, basically someone that could be, you know. Like woman size, so like Britt Baker. The second time the devil showed up, they was a lot bigger of a person, and then the third time it was like an average build person. So it could be Roderick Strong. Yeah, it it's. I don't know if I put too much credit into like who's actually portraying the, mm. the devil like time after time until they get unmasked, because like they could be switching up just to trick people, or or I mean, I doubt AEW would do this with such a big angle but there have obviously been times in other companies where it's just like oh, we don't know we'll figure it out later so I don't know I, yeah I keep thinking like it could be Roderick obviously the name that's going to be thrown around no matter what is CM Punk I, yeah. I, I don't, I'm not it's not Punk I'm not putting credit in that I'm pretty no. sure he's showing up at Survivor Series he's fired from Cry baby man child <laughs> Punk I, I will say it would storyline wise, it would work if it was punk because yeah. you know the him and MJF never got the title blow off that they were gonna have. Um, but I I don't see that working for anybody. <laughs> I don't I don't know who the real winner is there if it's punk. I, I'm, okay. thinking, I'm thinking it's um he he got involved with CM Punk. It's Jack Perry. I think it's Jack Perry. I saw that name on Twitter. Uh quite a bit like a lot of people were saying like oh what if it's jack perry but they were saying that as like a negative thing oh so, <laughs> remember when like cm punk and jack perry got into that fight because yeah. jack perry wanted to use glass or whatever yeah, and yeah, they yeah. just threw, they threw uh, the acclaimed bowen through the glass so it, it, jack perry is a good shout i really like jack perry i don't think he needs the devil gimmick he should just stick with that like uh, you know, like I, the, uh, I think the pretty boy gimmick was really wor- working for him very well. It's the total opposite of Jungle Boy, and he doesn't like. I feel like if Jack Perry's a devil, it, it would be people would be confused because he's not super over right now. People think he can't talk and shit, mm-hmm. but I think that um, uh, uh, like it, it, I, I wouldn't be mad as him, you know, being the devil, but it doesn't it doesn't have as much longevity as any of the other choices, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it, it could be more than two people, like you, you guys said, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a, a group of three at this point, right? Like, that's what we know. Well, three 
I there think was the devil think, and two goobers. Well, I, I think uh, no. Magoobers. This week there were three goobers, oh, and then the devil was yeah. cut in. So that's why I think the three people working for the devil are the kingdom, Roderick Strong and stuff. Uh, I mean, I or it could it. be I, not... I, I don't know. There's so, so many different little paths that it could take that I really yeah. don't have a definitive answer. The devil mask was in Adam too? Cole's locker uh, at All In, and Adam Cole could be the devil, and three of the kingdom could yeah. be the goobers. I I was thinking like Adam, like either either they'll say like kayfabe, like Adam's not as hurt as he is, and he's been doing stuff, or he's never beaten anybody up like other people have, dressed as the devil, and he's the devil. Something. Adam Cole might very well be involved. Uh, yeah. Maybe it was originally Adam Cole, but then he broke his foot, and then they picked someone mm. else. Dude, I was there. That looked terrible. <laughs> like, I, I stopped watching the match. I kept watching Adam Cole, like, limping on the apron, and, like, talking to Doc Samson and stuff. Like, yo, like, the dude is for sure hurt. It was heartbreaking because it's like, dude, didn't you just come back? Something as trivial as jumping off that and yeah. blew out, he blew out both his ankles. Uh, yeah, so I haven't been watching week to week, so I'm just gonna throw out one that's not true. But when it becomes true, then people will know that I'm psychic. Oh, Paul. Um, White. yeah, <laughs> yep. It's uh, <laughs> it's Will Osprey, dude. It's Will Osprey in there. Oh, oh. He doesn't work here yet, uh, but everyone thinks he's going to. So they were just like. Uh, they'll put him under a mask for a little bit, and then the other three people could be like, I don't know, Aussie Open or something, like the people who were in his goon squad. Uh-huh. I like Osprey. He's best wrestler on the planet right now. But mm-hmm. Osprey, I think is gonna, he's going to be leading Don Callis' family, and oh, I'm yeah. pretty sure Kyle Fletcher is already in Don Callis' family because Mark Davis is injured. You know, nah, one name know. that I heard thrown around was Kyle O'Reilly. Oh, oh, yo, that'd be so sick, bro. Wow, that'd be that, so sick. That would be quite the pop if that's Kyle O'Reilly's return. He's the devil. He is slim. Yeah. He is slim. Yeah. Wow, dude. Okay. We got we got some and good names there. Got some stuff to think about going yeah. forward into full gear. When do you think um <laughs> we'll we'll know? Maybe Revolution? Yeah. That might be too far. I don't know. Well, as far as like who, when we'll know who the devil is. Yeah, I think it'll be at World's End. That's why I yeah. bought those freaking tickets. That's, that's, <laughs> I was I was also thinking Full Gear's too soon, Revolution's too far, World's End is a big show. So get Maybe. this right, Long Island MJF hometown, World's yeah. End. It could be his world ending. It's also his like K. Well, I think K. Fabe. You know, he. I think he has signed a, an extension. They're not saying it. Yeah. Uh, you know, his contract expires in 2024. I think MJF's entire world comes crashing down uh, at World's End. I do yeah. not think Jay White wins a full gear. I mm. think that's. I, I mean, well, actually, Jay White could win. I want Swerve to take it at uh, at what do you call uh, World's End? Yeah. And just you know destroy MJF. Even though I love MJF. And yeah. then he, he he becomes like just totally shattered in twenty twenty four. Dang. I yeah, mean he's my scumbag. I, he's he's all our scumbag. Yeah. Of course. Of course he is. You gotta think so is the play for World's End, is it gonna be a Samoa Joe rematch? Because like it seems like I it maybe we don't know who MJF's tag partner will be. 
at full gear, but it seems like he'll finally like give in, say Samoa Joe, come help me. Samoa Joe will show up, help him, and then beat the snot out of him, and that's the next thing, potentially. I have a feeling, and what well, my feeling, I really hope that AEW debuts like their rendition of an elimination chamber. Uh, spoiler mm-hmm. alert. Uh, but mm-hmm. as elimination chamber type match, so that basically they have like five dudes, you know, vying for the title. Like it would be a perfect match where everybody looks strong. One person comes out as the victor, and mm-hmm. um, you know, everybody's story gets a good payoff, right? Like, I think this is it, it's insane. How MJF has that huge target on his back, and he's got like everybody wanting to kill him. So it, I, it, a match like that could, you know, could potentially really yeah. make things uh, spicy without yeah. letting without putting anybody you know on the back burner you know letting anybody down booking wise like everybody I, comes out strong i think definitely mjf's title reign will end in like a big multi-man match it won't just be a one-on-one yeah probably yeah, so. I, I, yeah all right uh my second question is um you know since uh we're approaching to survivor series and they usually have their traditional five on five um, my question is, if there was a WWE versus AEW type of match, who will be in whose team? Oh boy! Come on. Okay. Okay. Well, let, let, let's start with AEW first, since we were talking okay, about. Well, so, so let's let's, let's do team captains. Keep team captains are Kenny and Reigns, right? That's like a no brainer. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh. Oh my god. <laughs> um, it it seems obvious to say the Bucks, but I don't want to chew up half the team with the young Bucks. Yeah. yeah. I think you it's want gotta Darby be, It's got to be all singles, guys. I mean, has there ever been a Survivor Series where a tag team was like a, a part of a thing? I'm not even oh, sure. Oh, yeah, for there, sure. There were, like, There's like, been 100 like Survivor the first Series. Couple, for the first couple, they, they did uh, five on five. And it was a nightmare, too, because literally there's, uh, well, I guess, like, 10 people but back then everyone had managers so all oh. those people around the ring yeah too. so there was a tag a tag team survivor series i thought that you were asking has there been one where two of the five people were a tag team which oh, has also no. happened that's no that's obvious. that has happened yeah that, that, that that's what i that meant by that nice. question oh hmm. okay well then i answered the wrong question oh i mean you still provided some insight i, I didn't even realize there was a tag team survivor series match i'm so out of the loop uh, there's a reason they don't found do it anymore <laughs> it's too much Actually, am I crazy? Did they do that when uh, they did the Raw SmackDown NXT Survivor Series? Wasn't there a tag team oh, thing? And I uh, believe so. There was just Maybe. like a million people in the ring. I believe so. There was. That's was like that a lumber, lumberjack match in the ring. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I remember there was some match where it was elimination, but if your tag partner got eliminated, you were out too. So that might have been yeah, that one. I think that's that. And it's just really confusing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I think MJF's okay. got to be on Team AEW in this one. Like, I think it's, I think the the three that I would be shocked if they weren't on there would be like Kenny, uh, Mox, and and MJF. I think those are like kind so, of the faces, so they got to be on there. Don't mean the baby faces. Hangman like, has to be there. Hangman is literally the main character of AEW. Yeah. Uh, so that's Kenny, Mox, MJF, Hangman, Darby Allen, Darby uh, Allen. Yeah, I want to say. Maybe. I want to put Orange Cassidy instead of Darby. That that would work. Hmm. Prince Nana. Uh, you can I, be the was, manager. I would spice things up. I would spice things up. We'll have Jericho as a special referee. <laughs> sure. 
You can do that. Well, if you have Mox on one side, I think Seth Rollins has to be on the other. Oh yeah, he's a lock. Yeah, definitely a lock. Hmm. I mean, uh, if it was if it was actually being booked, they would probably just put the bloodline over there. To be the honest, full, with the you. full bloodline. Yeah, Blood, um, bloodline against the elite. I mean, I would pay big money for that match. It honestly. would probably just be yeah, bloodline versus the elite. Like that. Well, would, I mean, that would be the one that would actually get pitched. But hmm. Cody. Oh, what's Cody, he's yeah, side? yeah? I guess. Well, he's gonna go on the WWE side. He's, he chose the WWE. Fun of him. Yeah. For Cody takes, his Cody tit, takes two a pin. In. Imagine Cody takes the pin or not. Like it depends. Like who's bankrolling it. If if Vince McMahon is bankrolling it, then like Cody pins Omega, right? Like some bullshit like that. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I don't so know. We got Reigns. We got Cody. We got Seth. So that's three right now. Another um, two. Well, if it's like, if it were like recent, like today's popular people la knight would be in the conversation sure mm-hmm. um, yeah probably i put rhea ripley on there just because she could she could go toe-to-toe <laughs> with anybody i mean she could but let's see i, I saw her lesnar show up yeah i mean oh. like because lesnar is like one of their big guys but at the same time it's like would you do that i don't know I don't know. I I really enjoyed seeing how happy Brock Lesnar is the last like two years. They let him start wearing a cowboy hat, and suddenly he likes coming to work. <laughs> the dress yeah, going off. I... Uh, this, uh, one more I don't know. Guy, I'm struggling to. This is sort of one of my problems with WWE is that like they have a very small number of people who are at the absolute top, and it's the three we already said for sure. And then it's like, oh yeah, who of the mid card would we also put in there? Wait, we uh, need two more WWE guys. Yeah, yeah. Didn't we only have Cody, Seth, and uh, Roman? I put Sammy and Kevin. Okay. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. And on AW, they're like a, yeah, they're like a, a tag team sort of, but yeah, that works. The AW side, we have who? Kenny, uh, Hangman, MJF, Moxley. Logan Paul. Throw Logan Paul in. Logan Paul. Oh, man, they would. They would too. They probably oh would. God. I saw him live. It pisses me off how good he is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I know that they say, like, he, like, rehearses his matches a million times before the actual go-ahead. But still, it's, it's, I mean, I hate you. Stop showing up on my TV and stop being good at the thing that I like. Stop being so good. I think Logan Paul was actually, like, a multi-time, like, high school wrestling champion. Yeah, uh, like, um, like that we call like state champ or whatever. So I think so. He, he's athletic as shit. But yeah, for sure. Problematic he's... online personality. Yeah, and he refuses to box people that can actually beat him. That Just is most uh, people probably. Uh, yeah, but I'm not here to be a Logan Paul hater. Uh, that's that's no way to talk about the current United States champion. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, we got AW. We got Kenny. We got AMJF. We got Mox. We got. Um, who else? We got uh, Orange Cassidy or Darby. See, the, the the thing about the AEW one is like we picked our five, but there's also like 20 other people you could put on there and it'd still be yeah. cool. Like both yeah. Adam Copeland and Christian Cage. You could put, I'm putting a personal favorite. I'm putting like Powerhouse Hobbs on that bitch or Ricky Starks. Oh, Ricky Starks oh. would tear it up. Ricky Starks would be good. 
I think Swerve has to be in that conversation. Yeah, Swerve is, yeah. The problem with Ricky Starks is, like, he'd be in the match, and then some WWE people would try to, like, put a sack over him and, like, take him. Try to kidnap him. (laughs) Particularly Cody Rhodes. It would be Cody. Yeah. (laughs) I would prefer, I think, like, if I was booking it, I would prefer to do people who were not, like, specifically known for WWE. So I might not, I might not put Mox in there. Um, but he is the right answer for this question. Yeah, he he is literally like the flag bearer of he, the, the dude. Does not take a vacation. No, no. Well, he keeps trying, and then somebody like quits or punches a dog or whatever, and then he has to get the flag <laughs> back in. <laughs> All right, but now oh, my next man. question is: Out of those team, who's gonna win? It. it who's paying um, for it? Um, let's say it's why, like is it for Door. That question is why we'll never see this. Yeah, yeah, I mean, literally. Let me let me help you out with that, all right? <laughs> Another team interferes, right? Oh, Team Impact. You get, you get <laughs> Alex Shelley. So on that team, you have Alex Shelley, Kazuchika Okada, mm-hmm. and one dude from AAA, one dude from CMLL, and like uh, friggin'... Uh, what other and 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 uh, Nick Gage from GCW and oh, they just no. beat the shit out of everybody and leave. That's how that match ends. <laughs> oh That'd my goodness! Great. And then like Nick... halfway through the jump, they like the dude from AAA and the dude from CMLL. They start fighting each other. Like no no no, that's <laughs> not what we're here for. No wait no stop. Freaking like Conan comes out the back, trips <laughs> on his shoes, tumbles down the ramp. Yeah, Nick I don't Gage know if Conan like can still Nick... walk out the back at this point. Yeah, bro. Super sad. Dude's a zombie. I was gonna say, like, Nick Gage gives someone hepatitis on some Abdullah the Butcher shit. Man. Oh, no. <laughs> I do not want... I don't want him to be near me. <laughs> that, that's Dude, not up I, to you. That's up to him. Yo, bucket <laughs> list, man. I'm trying to go to a Boardwalk Hall um, uh, GCW show and just, like, like throw chairs at people, bro. Like, I, <laughs> Damn. Well, I don't know when come out. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm going so, to hazmat suit. <laughs> dude, honestly, you got to. Um, but yeah, let's get into our gimmick matches. But before we start that, sorry. Um, uh, people were like, you know, what are gimmick matches if you're listening to the first time or you never watch wrestling? Well, gimmick matches tend to be more memorable than regular matches due to their unique uniqueness and the lasting impression that they leave on the audience. The goal of the wrestling gimmick match is to provide a different experience for the audience, ensuring that they will remain invested in the match and the ongoing storyline. Uh, I'll go with you, Daniel. What is your number five of your top five gimmick matches? So I don't know if this is already cheating, um, but for number five, I put two matches that are basically the same match. Just one is like the higher production value version of it. So I said a casket match or like a buried alive match because I feel like oh, that's the mm. same thing. Um, yeah. Can I jump in really quick? Yeah. Casket match is also my number five. Yeah, there we go. Oh, it's okay. good. It's a good one. It's it's one of those ones where like I f- I feel like you have to have one of the people in it has to be like grave themed or whatever. Like you've got to have a taker or a Darby, which makes it a little bit rarer, uh, which is nice because like some of the other ones that I have on here are really common, but like. This one feels like a very special occasion when they whip it out, and so that's always nice. 
Uh, and it's always it's always fun. Like it's it's always a really fun gimmick. Like there's so many great bits that have happened with one of these types of matches where like uh, like Taker gets put into it, but then he like shows up on the Titan Tron. And he's like flying up to space. and He's like, I'll be back after my injury or whatever yeah. I'm doing. Mm. Uh, like there's there's all kinds of great stuff that comes out of this match. Plus, it's was that the first casket match that one? It was one of the first for sure. I don't know if it was literally the first one, um, but it was yeah, it was early, early. Uh, it was great. I just love them. Like I, I really don't have a lot to say about a casket match because it, it it's just what you see on the tin, right? It's just beat your guy up so hard that you can close him into a casket. It's like an I quit match, but you don't have to stick the uh, mic in their face and right. get the like thirty seconds of heavy breathing. You know what I mean? Bob Backlund screaming. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, for me, ninety percent of it is the visual of just closing the casket on your opponent. Like that is that is such a visual like stamp of like this this feud's over or or <laughs> this not normally it's not actually over because I think Christian Cage like got thrown in the casket recently and then still feuded with Darby. But um, yeah, it's. It's just really great. It it kind of goes hand in hand. What I like about casket match, uh, with like a tables match where put someone through the table. Like, oh no, they almost went through the table. Oh, they escaped getting put through the table. Same thing with the casket, but I just think the casket is more themed, more fun, cooler. Right. So I actually didn't even consider this as a gimmick. Like it didn't come to my head because there were so many good gimmicks. Yeah. The, the casket match. Or the coffin match is like you said themed. So Casket Mac is straight is straight Undertaker. You know, like I'm so sour on the Undertaker with his MAGA. Everything oh, he's done has been has been oh, erased yeah. for me, right? One hundred percent. Yeah, like uh, uh, what do you call? I, I, he he's just a, he's just a show. But anyway, I started but, losing love for him even before I knew about that. Whenever he was just like back in my day, we used to do crack and throw knives in the locker room. Yeah, like, we, used to, we used to shit in each other's bags, brother. It was the best, brother. I've been over <laughs> Undertaker since uh, he lost to Reigns at Mania, and he had the moment where he like he took the hat off and he took the gloves off, and he's like, "I'm done." And then he wasn't done for another like three fucking years. Yeah, it's like, dude, you you kind of no, blew just, all your mystique, man. He just showed up on a random episode of NXT to help bury AEW. It's like, yeah. all right, literally, <laughs> how's your retirement yeah. going, dude? Now, to add to what I was gonna say, coffin matches uh, with Darby—they're just cool. It's just a, a reason to you know get hardcore. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing super super special, but it's a good blow off to a feud. So I was actually now buried alive matches are dope, right? Because you don't need to have any death or spooky or like fantasy gimmick. You can just have two guys that literally want to kill each other. And um, uh, like to to see, you know, and there was a WWE game, like I think it was SmackDown 2007. SmackDown 2007, where you could, you know, you had that like bulldozer thing that would like, right. you know, after you put a dude in the casket, such a cool visual. Bro, uh, when I went to Revolution um, uh, this year, right? That was this year? That was this yeah. year. Um, and, and it was, uh, Christian and jungle boy. And I was sitting on the side, like, uh, like the, the hard cam side. So like, you know, I could see from, if I look to my right, the whole, like, uh, the, the, the mud and everything, right? Like, bro, mm-hmm. that shit went hard, man. It was so cool because like, like on TV, it, it's a spectacle, but in person, you really see the effort the two performers are putting to, you know, not mess anything up, make everything look super hard hitting and like super believable. Right. 
Like, and, and, and it's really hard to keep the entire arena captivated when you're just fighting in one corner the entire time, right? Not everybody can see. And they just did a fantastic job with that, right? So hats off to them. And anyone that didn't done a freaking actual buried alive match with, you know, in the, in the, in the left corner by the stage, super dope, super, super dope. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Um, yeah, I guess you call you say casket match as yeah, well. the same as Daniel. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh Ozum, what's your number five? My number five is it's kind of the same match. Um, but there's, there's two match types just like just like we said before. So I have a dog collar slash strap match. Okay. Um, so now these are some some matches that like they were really big, like, you know, if our dads, people like our dad's age, you know, would be watching wrestling. Like big, in the 80s, this was a huge, you know, like, mm-hmm. huge blow off. Because, like, they didn't really have super hardcore gimmicks there at that time. But then you would see guys like, you know, Vader and Sting and, like, Flair and friggin' uh, like guys like, I think, Greg Valentine. Those types of dudes get super bloody and stuff. Um, and it would, it would just be, like, just the, and people thought wrestling was real back then, right? So they were just, you know, really beat the shit out of each other. Um, I think that AEW has did a really good job of reviving this gimmick match. Um, most notably, the uh, the dog collar match with uh, Brody Lee. That was mm-hmm. just, you know, such a such a crazy, crazy, you know, like uh, action pack, like up to the tits. And then most recently, also we had uh, Ricky Starks and Brian Danielson. Man, Yo, that was a good one. I that that match like Ricky was already a made star, but that match showed me like yo Ricky really has that dog in him, bro. Mm. Like Brian Danielson is going to push you to your friggin' limit, right? And like it's like, are you really that guy to be able to hang with Danielson, especially in a match where there's like, dude, Ricky's like like chest and back afterwards was covered in welts, right? Like. He is that dude. Brian Danielson is that dude. You know, and this match is awesome because, like, you know, usually, like, the, like the chicken shit heel always wants to escape, right? But no. there is no escape. You're always tied to your opponent. Um, and it just makes, like, it, you know, t- to have less space makes it harder for the guys to, you know, uh, I guess, like, take breaks or whatever. And it, it just, they got to really go you know, full steam for the entire length of the match. And it, it, it makes you really appreciate the visual and the, the effort that they're putting in uh, into it. It's so dope. So dope. Yeah. yeah. The, there's one match. It's the, uh, it's the uh, Cowboy Bell. Um, it's the same thing, the strap match. But it's with uh, JBL and AD Guerrero back in like 2005 or something. That was a bloody match as well. Um, Dude. Those guys just beat the shit out of each other, man. And I don't think that was a gimmick like Bell, bro. Like they were clanging that shit, no, you man. know, giving themselves CTE, man. Rest in peace, Eddie. Yo, that shit was crazy. They legitimately tried to take each other's heads off back in back then in that era. Um, yeah, no, strap match is a good one. Uh, it's like you said, really big credit to AEW and like modern like ring of honor for kind of bringing that back like uh briscoe's and ftr um cody yo that match was insane bro oh <laughs> yeah. my god man so uh, violent mjf had the best one he says um i it it really is i mean don't want to just you know be the guy that 
sucks off AEW all the time. But it really is. Oh, no, that, I, that, I, I do want to be that guy. Yeah, no, I mean, it's fair. <laughs> they, they really are the ones that brought it back because wasn't it like five, four years ago? WWE did one and it was just it was just piss, man. It was awful. Like they poured Baron Corbin poured dog food on Roman's head and that was the setup. Like dog collar. Like yeah. Oh man. yeah. Dog collar. It's um, like do you do you think I am an imbecile who does not know how to read like visuals? Was it um <laughs> was it the dog collar or buckstrap or whatever the hell match where it was like you gotta touch all four corners? Cause like that bit of it is dumb. Whatever that whichever one that is. I think that match is a like literally a four corners match. Yeah, yeah, that's um. I think that was the boomer shit. I've seen WWE. WWE did that a couple years ago, like six years ago or so. It's last time they did it, but that is really like one of like the Hogan era. Yeah, well, they used to do it a lot on like early wcw like pre-nitro wcw like i remember dusty Rhodes having several yeah uh mm-hmm. i think there's like a famous story about like hogan and macho man and i think it was probably like macho man and rick flair i'm butchering mm-hmm. this i'm not gonna get the people in it right but uh, i think it was macho man and rick flair and like they were in like the four corners match and then Hogan ran out, and then Hogan touched all four corners, and the match ended. That's that's classic WCW. That's, yeah, that's good. there was classic Hogan, if nothing else. Yeah. Did you guys ever see this one like totally unhinged, like ruthless aggression era Hogan promo for what he was selling as a Yappa Pie Indian strap match? No. Yeah. <laughs> no. so, yes, I remember the Yappa Pie strap match. I vividly bro, remember the Yappa the Pie promo strap was everything, man. Hulk is just unhinged as a promo, like, and and it was just like, and I'm thinking like, first of all, like, it is insanely like, like stupid to refer to like Native Americans as Indians. I think because like it it, it that's like you know Christopher Columbus rooted history. Native Americans is a politically correct term, right? Mm. But also like. It was just what yeah. does how does Hulk Hogan come up with that? Who told him like what 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 were they smoking in oh, the creative? Came up with it I want to know by himself. And also, I doubt that he cared much about the the political correctness of it. He of was not. from the time of wrestling where like Wahoo McDaniel's was a Native American and chief, even to the point where like he was handing out the the like feathered headdress to to, to Tonka and stuff. And mm. Wahoo McDaniel's was just like some white kid from Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, man. yeah, all right. <laughs> I just remember the promo from Hulk Hogan. He's saying like to Vince McMahon, I was like, I'm not the right gay guy. And Vince was like, oh, what are you saying? Hulk <laughs> 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 Hogan is, is the, I will say, one of the liars of all time. Oh, yeah. We, we yeah. do not respect Hogan. <laughs> uh but I do want to say the Rock versus Hogan match. That was still my top number one for sure. It would but... have been better if it was a strap match. Uh, yeah, true. That's how you bring it back. That's how you bring it back. Uh, but yeah, my number five. Um, so I wouldn't put... So if you asked me this like 10 years ago, I would. this, was not, this would not be my top five. But since it came back, I will say like five years ago, I'm like, all right, this... I think every match of this match is... 
it's always on top, always 100%. And I'm talking about the War Games match or Blood and Guts in AEW. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I think every... Uh, okay, first of all, two rings. You get two rings. And uh, you get five on five, either five on five, four on four, three on three. And I think every match when it came to NXT or even, I guess, now in WWE, all of them are just top sellers. All of them are great matches. Um, but yeah, that's my number five. That's a good number five, and we got one of those coming up. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's NXT War Games, right? Yeah, NXT War Games. And War then, Games. It's, it's uh, on the main roster now. Now it's yeah. just, now Survivor Series is War Games. Yeah. Oh, word. I think I'll have to tune into that, honestly. It's probably going to be, like, pretty this, fun. This one, this year's is going to be pretty great. You can tell. It should be good. It should be good. Um, but, yeah. Uh Number four, Daniel. What's your number four? Uh, my number four is the Yappa Pie Strap match. Uh, no! <laughs> no, we got him. Uh, <laughs> no, my number four is Elimination Chamber. Mm. I, I like I like a big dumb gimmick where goons come in throughout the throughout the match. I think that it's a a fun bit where everyone gets to like mean mug through the glass, and then as soon as the glass opens up, it's like. Oh wait, uh, I actually have to fight you now. Like it's always, this it's always bonkers. a good bit. Can I jump in real quick? <laughs> no, no, don't my, say it. Don't my do number it. four is also the elimination. Wow, chamber. Skyler, you gotta stop. <laughs> you gotta no, stop. Let's no. Every if time we, we <laughs> if we can go all the way, all five being the same. Do you want to do number and three first? Buy us a steak dinner. No, 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 keep talking about your number four. <laughs> okay, uh, elimination chamber is great. I like it a lot. I like. Uh, how weird people have gotten with it. I love, uh, you know, they do it like every other year, but it's still great every time where they like break into the cage to just wreck somebody's whole day. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Uh, we love an elimination style match where it's like we got a bunch of people in here, but then we got to whittle it down to like the best two. Like that's always great. Uh, again, it's it's one of those matches that has just a lot of really memorable moments of like, God, who was it? Was it Austin Theory? Did he have one like a couple years back where he was just like talking so much smack, and then the second the pods opened, he was like, "Wait, wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa!" Oh yeah, Chuck <laughs> Brock Lesnar. Yeah, was that was that Austin Theory? It was somebody. Yeah, that, that was a recent one. Yeah, it's. I just I really like it. I think it's it's really great. Uh, I like that they started doing it for the for the women too. I remember people like jumping off the top of the cage or the the individual cells. Like, there's there's so much different. It's it just an immediately different vibe to the match because it's not it almost like breaks up the ring in a way that's really refreshing because it's not even like like when you fall out of the ring, you don't fall to the ground like it's a flat surface like you're just in this arena, basically. Uh, and then every so often one of the gates opens up and lets a new lion in like it's really fun. I like it a lot. Dude, and the the uh, the flat surface, that shit is hard, bro. It's like straight up metal, like steel, whatever it is. Like it's yeah. not easy to take a bump on that. Shout out to those uh, elimination chamber matches. Uh, although it is it is not on my list, um, it, it was it would be it would definitely be an honorable mention. I know when I was a kid, I really wanted that playset with the elimination chamber. But <laughs> when I when I like saw it in person, I'm like, wait a minute, how am I supposed to play with this? Am I gonna put my hands like from the top or like open it up? So I never ended up getting it. But uh, that show was cool. It was definitely cool. Yeah, the, cha- the chambers are really cool, uh, you know, construction. And uh, it- it's one of the-, the gimmick, big gimmick matches that you can name a pay-per-view after that 
I really don't mind that it's the same time every year. Mm. Um, because there's stuff like Hell in a Cell where you know everyone loves Hell in a Cell. I love Hell in a Cell, but the fact that you like, oh, everyone has to build to a Hell in a Cell because we have the Hell in a Cell show coming. Eh, that it doesn't really work that well. Like, yeah. it really needs to be like huge blood feud can only be blown off in Hell in a Cell. Right, it's busted out for a big <clears> show. <throat> but Elimination Chamber, now that they've like worked it into a lot of the times, like you win the chamber, that's your mania shot, like a second rumble. Um, I really I look forward to it every year. Yeah, um, it, it is the, the one of the remaining gimmick matches in uh, WWE that has not been watered down by solely dedicating a pay-per-view to it where everybody has to lead up to it, which I think is what Hell in a Cell would be like, you know, just way more goaded if, uh, um, you know, if, if it wasn't like everybody having to do it, especially with that like Seth and Bray one. It was kind of a, you know, mid type of yeah. Hell in a Cell match. Recipes Bray. Yeah, absolutely. Legend. I well, mean, there's another uh, Bray yeah. won his first world title in Elimination Chamber. He did. He certainly so. did. Uh, but the one thing, especially for these recent Elimination Chamber matches, like the recent ones, like uh, five years from now, they, they most, I mean, I know Derby doesn't do blood, but for this type of match, they should bleed. Because you're in a a steel chamber. It just doesn't make sense that you don't bleed. Yeah. I mean, sometimes they do. It's just not intentional. Yeah, but the, I mean, if you look at the first elimination chamber, Shawn Michaels was a bloody mess. For our pop quiz, name all six people in the first elimination chamber. Go. Do I it. got you. I got you. Don't Kane. look it up. No, yeah. no. I'm telling you. Kane, uh-huh. RVD, Booker yes. T, yep. Triple H, Shawn uh-huh. Michaels. Yep. And oh, you got it. You're almost there. Oh my oh, god! The yappa pie strap. <laughs> no. Uh, Come on, you're damn. almost there. It's on the tip of your tongue. Who is that guy? Rikishi. <laughs> was it Rikishi? I don't no, know. No, it's not Rikishi. Damn. Who is that guy? Do you give up? I give up. It's Jericho. Ah, damn it. He's been everything. But yeah, like I said, um. The earlier chambers they bleed the floor was not made of like you guys just had like the steel floor but it was actually chains on the floor so i thought it was like more gruesome mm. yeah for that they, they but have, now they, they made put, it more safer they put padding over it in recent years which visually you're like oh man come on but really it has to be they were like bro we can't do this anymore no <laughs> they gotta do it <laughs> i know it hurts, i just but... remember I remember Shawn Michaels taking like the worst friggin' bumps. You know, like this is like this is like born again Christian Shawn Michaels. He was already old. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, like this is not safe. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. But yeah, I, I saw you said that's your number four as well. That is also my number four. Very nice. Uh awesome. What is your number four? My number four is uh objectively one of the GOAT matches. I have it a four because of how often we have these throughout wrestling history, and that is uh, the ladder match. Oh, um, yeah, I have it a four because, um, like, well, it, it is one of my personal favorites. I know that when I, it's my favorite match to play in video games. That's for sure. Yeah, because I love uh, setting up spots and just you know, ladder matches are cool because they're so versatile. You don't need to have, you know, two high flyers in there. You can have, like, big dudes, uh, you know, any – it's just 
very, very creative ways to set up spots. Um, like, you know, with, with a ladder. And I'm going to cite some matches that were not solely ladder matches. Uh, but, you know, uh, like, th- th- I always remember when I believe Jeff Hardy yeah. jumped off of a uh, ladder and then Money in the Bank. I don't know who he crashed down to. I don't remember. But, like, I think him it was going Edge. Through, it might have it been Edge, yeah, right? You know, that was cool. Um, and it's also one, one visual that people kind of overlook is like, I feel like the heel always goes under the ladder, right? When they're entering as like a, you know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, as a superstition, right? Yeah. And that's, it's always cool. Uh, you could have them on TV and they'll be just as good. I think that in the last few years, a, like uh, MVP of ladder matches has to be like Sammy Guevara. The guy yeah. just pulls that. He's gonna he's gonna be the first guy to pull off like a nine hundred degree like you know spin you know off a ladder or some shit. That dude is insane. Well, he was so um, good in ladder matches it turned him babyface for a minute. Yeah, man. I was like, no wait, you're so unlikable. You're back to heel, but then you put him in another ladder match and you have that problem again. <laughs> I think that. Um, I don't remember. I've been to so many wrestling events, man. I I think I saw a ladder match in Philadelphia um, at a Dynamite. I think it was Scorpio Sky and Sammy. Um, I do know that Sammy was involved in it one way, and it was just, like, so, so dope. Like, you know, and also the idea that, like, it's a different way to win. Like, it's not just pinning someone. Uh, You know, you could outsmart your opponent. You could like handcuff them to something, right? The the creative creativity possibilities are endless. So it, even though we see it a lot, it is a little oversaturated throughout the years. There, you know, wrestling uh, booking can come up with different ways to make the match pay off. Um, and, and and just the visual of the the winner, the champ, like you know, sitting on the ladder at the end with the camera zooms out, it really is like super dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's honestly it's all about the visuals. Um, that's why we liked them. Especially like Shawn Michaels versus Razor Ramon, the first ever match. Um, mm-hmm. You used to see Razor Ramon just carrying the two titles on the ladder. That's a big visual as well. But yeah, man. Um, and yeah, for sure. Uh, my my number four. So sometimes you know you just need like a one single match, but in this single match, it's the Iron Man ma- Iron Man Man match. Um, you can have two guys. Or really technical, like Cesaro or Daniel Bryan, Kurt Angle, Brock Lesnar. You can have these two guys going at it for 60 minutes and tell mm-hmm. a story. That's, I think everyone will love. Oh, everyone loves that. Like I was thinking of the WrestleMania 12, Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart. I think mm-hmm. that's still one of the greatest Iron Man matches out there. Same with Brock and uh, Kurt Angle in one of the SmackDowns. So. Iron 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 Man matches or my is my number four, dude. Uh, just the, the the way the stories build up to the Iron Man match, it quite literally is about who is the better athlete, who is the better yeah. wrestler, and hey, dude, Brock Lesnar and Kurt Angle were both like I mean, Kurt Angle was a freaking gold medalist, right? Like in Atlanta in nineteen ninety eight, uh, freaking or ninety six, ninety eight, I think I don't remember. 96. Um. 96 there you go uh and then brock lesnar was an all-american uh that is a huge huge match um so believe it or not i actually had iron man at my number four but i changed it 
Oh, because uh, I, I wanted this to be uh, more personal, like you had always advised us when coming on these podcasts, yeah. make it personal, right? So, um, uh, Iron Man is objectively one of the best, uh, definitely top five. Uh, I actually saw MJF and Daniel, uh, Brian Danielson uh, at Revolution. Bro, that match was insane. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's the best match I've ever seen live, like, period. Um, just because to think about, like, bro, I paid for a flight. I, I, I got a hotel and all this. I spent so much money to basically spend one hour of pay-per-view watching one match. And mm-hmm. I, I didn't think about that until now. But, like, you know, when you're paying money for something, you want to get the most of something that you can and to dedicate one hour to it, bro. Definitely. We were on our feet for the entire one hour. It was just absurd. Total, total, you know, insanity. And, and um, it really shows that any wrestling company that puts anyone in an Iron Man match, those are really guys that you trust to keep the fans' attention. And attention to detail is everything. It is, it is super dope. Good shout at number four. For sure, for sure. Nice. Um, another... Uh... Nice match was Sasha Banks versus Bailey in one of the NXT pay per views. They I had was an arm. Yeah. yeah, that was one of the. Was that the first Iron Iron Woman match? That's that's what WWE touted as their first Iron Woman match. Yeah, um, well, and that was one was great. only thirty minutes. Yeah, yeah, but Imagine. um, I think thirty minutes is a safer bet. Now, if you do in sixty minute, like I'll be on board if the match is going to be dope. But I think with like modern audiences, I think they feel a little bit more confident saying 30 minutes. I think if you tell the WWE audience specifically, like, all right, this is one match for an hour, they're going to go, huh? And they're just going to get up and leave. But, um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. I, I also really enjoy Iron Man matches. They're, they're not on my list, but, um, a great gimmick in those matches is when the heel gets, a foreign object and waffles someone over the head with him, loses a point and then like gets two quick pins. That shit's Boom. great. So evil. Um Iron Man matches are fun. Yeah, there uh there are a lot of more things you can do in an Iron Iron Man Iron Man match. It's hard to say. <laughs> um but Daniel, yeah. what is what is your uh number three? All right, can we uh, keep the streak going? Are we it, the same for number three? I was actually gonna say I think Skylar, I think you should go first this time around. Sure, Skylar, go ahead. Because if I do steal it again, I don't, I don't right, want right. you to be like, actually, this one's me too. Was your was your number three already said before by somebody? Yes. All right, it's War Games. <laughs> Is it War Games? Yeah. All oh right. My God. War Games. <laughs> yeah, I love War Games. Um, everything you said before. I don't know. We could wrap this one up easy because it's already been talked about. War Games is awesome. Two rings. (laughs) Uh, It's an absolute, like, not to just reiterate the name, but it's it's a war in there, man. It's it's insane. It goes on quite a long time. You get to the match beyond. Uh, I I'm kind of happy that we get to see it. Uh, more because it, it was gone forever and now suddenly popularity's yeah. back. The last I, War Games was in WCW in 2000. Yeah, and by that time in WCW they weren't really anything to cherish. No, um, 
But uh, that's true. I I don't know if we keep doing the thing we've been doing the last like five six years of having war games every November. If we're gonna have that hell in a cell problem, we might because mm. it really is similar. Where it's just like we need to have. I mean, even even now, we're like, oh, there, there's a team of five people. Oh, and there's oh. a team of five people. I know what time of year it is. So Uh-oh, that is kind of a problem. Yeah. But right now, since War Games has like only come back somewhat recently, I'm still accepting of that, and I still think it's a really fun match. I don't remember the last War Games match I saw, or Blood and Guts for that matter, yeah, that I wasn't really entertained by, um, in the modern era, at least. Um, yeah. I think I mean, that... It's uh, all the same for me, basically. <laughs> um, and also just like, I'm a big fan of like factions in wrestling. Mm-hmm. I know some people are like, there's too many factions right now, but I think it's a really great way to get like more people on screen at one time. I think that's great. Um, and having these factions like, you know, to go to war against each other in this, in this cell is always exciting. Always yeah. exciting. Especially when you get like dissension with, within there. Like, yeah. I think there's that one really famous bit where, Turned heel in and just like broke her knee. Yeah. Right oh, yeah. The beginning the, of the Dakota match. Kai. Like, yeah. Like, there's there's tons of great stuff that comes out of these matches, and it's always just like entirely insane because the people, who, typically the people who they put into these matches are like your, uh, like your Tommaso Ciampa's, your your elites. You know, people who who are like, yeah, you know what. I am going to break my whole body doing this right now. It's going to yeah. be a lot of fun. <laughs> like I have never seen, I've never seen anyone in a blood and guts match or a war games match to my, who has just kind of phoned it in. Like there's never been a, a one of these matches where it's like a squash match. It's always a, a, an absolute slobber knocker. Even Pat McAfee was in one and he killed it. Yeah. I, guess I love cool. Pat McAfee. I think he's great. Yeah. I remember the visual of one of the Blood and Guts matches. Uh, I think it had I think it's Mad Menard or the other guy. He was like busted open, just hanging on the cage. If you guys remember that, I don't specifically, but I don't doubt it. Yeah. Just well, to quickly mention uh, <clears throat> before we move on, like I I do fear the same thing with uh, War Games slash Blood and Guts that it will be oversaturated. For WWE, they kind of like booked themselves in a corner where their pay per views, like they tacked it along to the pay per view, and like you know that like November, right? You're gonna get a War Games match, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't think the two Blood and Guts matches were at the same time uh, of the year. Yeah, I think uh, you're right. Like so. I was actually supposed to go to the first one, but then the pandemic uh, happened. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So it was going to be in Newark, New Jersey, but friggin', you know, pandemic, whatever. Um, but the uh, the second one, uh, the first one was in like, I want to say like June, and then the second one was in like friggin', uh, like 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 April or something. So they they mm-hmm. they do split it up. Like they build up to it, and it kind of comes to the surprise. Like, oh shit, it's gonna be blood and guts, right? Like it, it's like. For me, as a someone who's like glued to Reddit and glued to the screen when I'm watching TV for for wrestling, like I, it always kind of sneaks up on me by surprise, right? So I think that they do a good job with that for sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I agree. But yeah, War Games coming up. 
Um, but what's also coming up is, I believe, is awesome. I think yeah, you guys picked number three, right? War games for you guys. Yeah, uh, are... both me and Daniel were still number three. Oh my yeah. goodness. Okay, okay. awesome. What's your uh, number three? My number three match is um, a Royal Rumble or a Battle Royale. Um, And uh, simply because there is one of the things I really enjoy is like predictions and um, just picking the guy that's going to come out at 30 to win. Because like, I think it's a given that whoever comes out last is going to win the match. Um, and, uh, I, I still remember I was a freshman year of college when I was still watching WWE, I believe that Brock Lesnar came back at 30 and, and won, right? That was 2015 Uh, around there. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I, I remember I had my, it, it saved in my snap memories. I was, uh, recording when 30 was coming out the countdown and I just like, popped so hard i'm like i called it i called it right (laughs) like so you know um that's a cool memory but also uh aw kind of does something cool where they have the casino battle royale and like the the usually the the joker the 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 last mystery entrant is somebody that's a new debut or you know i i love seeing new debuts and and uh, it's a cool way to bring somebody in because it's usually right out of left field um, where you don't expect them, and and it, you know they go on to win the match. It, it's super fun. Plus, you have you have r- room in the match to do a bunch of comedy. You know, you got like thirty dudes trying to take out the Big Show, right? Like, you know, or Great Kali or whatever. Who you know, whoever Big Dude is. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I also think uh, Kofi Kingston's like walking the friggin' guardrail right. is insane, right? Uh, small things like Edge and Randy Orton sliding out and then hiding or cheating or whatever, right? Like, it's just you know, per- like I-, I I love watching. Like, I say for example, when I watch basketball, like I don't watch the ball handler, but I watch the teams, uh, you know, running their defense and their plays and offense and stuff, right? Because it-, it just catches my attention. So in Royal Rumble, I don't really watch like the main two dudes going at it. I watch like the outskirts, you know, who's yeah. fighting who, right? Like it's just it's so cool to focus on many things, and that's why for me, it's at number three. Uh, Lesnar's number thirty uh, Rumble win was twenty twenty two. Oh wow, that was last year. <laughs> <laughs> that really? was Lesnar. Yeah. Then maybe maybe somebody else. Uh, did yo did Triple H win it in twenty fifteen or was yeah, it he last did. Year? Yeah, he won with the title. Oh, Triple H. Okay, so I'm confusing two moments. It was Triple H that won it. Yeah, I don't know why I marked Triple H so hard back then, but like it was, I don't know, like I, I can't remember why I called it, but like it, it was it, for me, it was a huge pop. Oh, and another thing, um, all my friends do not really watch wrestling, but they know about it because I like talk their ears off. So. Yeah. Royal Rumble is the only pay-per-view where I can sit down with like all my boys and everybody watches it and and these guys do not give a crap about wrestling but everybody watches it and it's a good time and it's one thing that I can enjoy with friends who otherwise don't enjoy wrestling so that's why it's number three yeah it's like uh, when you're or just watching wrestling you want to hear the commentary and then someone just keeps talking to you you just want to be quiet and just watch the show (laughs) 
Um, that's just me. But um, but yeah, if you have wrestling fans with you, it's so all it's we, that's fine. All we do when we watch wrestling together is talk over the commentary. Yeah, I know that's I know we do that. I know we do that. But I still hear it though. I hear two two things. Um, yeah, but yeah, my Rumble is is a great gimmick match. Um, it's just sad that we cannot talk about who won in the two thousand four one. But let's move on. Um, <laughs> that's crazy, uh, yeah. bro. Yeah, it's it's actually to be honest, that WrestleMania twenty, the whole uh, road to WrestleMania to WrestleMania twenty, I think that's the best story of all time. But that's just me. Um, my uh, number three. So my number three, it kind of it, it's kind of combining of two three things. You guys should be should know by now since I said that it's the tables, ladders, and chairs match. Oh my. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so when you when I always think about wrestling, oh, is it fake? You know, when people ask me, "Hey, bro, is wrestling fake?" Uh, or not, they don't ask me, hey, "Bro, it's wrestling is fake." I'm like, dude, let me show you a TLC match. Let me show yeah. you where Edge spears Jeff Hardy in the middle of the air to the ground, or one of the Dudley Boys going through a table. It's not fake. It just it it just hurts. That's I mean, always how they come at you. Is they don't yeah. they don't ask. They, they say, "Hey, this is fake," and like, "Hey." Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. It's also like, wow, breaking news, dude. Like, you're, wow. You're telling me <laughs> that, There's... like, Papa Shango wasn't actually a, a voodoo prince? Like, there's whoa, a, no there's way. A great, there's a great line early on in Mox's book where he says, like, uh, the word fake. I can say it. You can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. But yeah, the dudes that are like lining up in front of the theater to get like obscure anime movie tickets, right? Calling wrestling yeah. fake, like yeah. bro, like we both like the same thing. Yours is animated, and mine is like real people doing it. It's 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 it, it is it's the same exact thing. We can all be friends and enjoy you know things. I had the exact same conversation with a friend of mine who is really big on into like the Marvel movies and stuff. And he he was I I told him that I was going to a wrestling show. This was forever ago when when me and Sky went to WrestleMania, and he was like, "You know, it's fake, right?" And I'm like, "Yeah, dude. So's Captain America. Like, what what the hell are we talking about? <laughs> like, well, the difference is, you know, they're both fake, but one is good and one is a terrible franchise. You know that 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 <laughs> Disney has just uh, corporatized and 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 you know run its course and then rebooted only to kill it again in the next like five years." Mm-hmm. I mean that, that feels like a whole different podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Whole podcast. Um, but yeah, my, my number three was t- tables, ladders, chairs. There's so many good moments. Um, if you think of about the first one, SummerSlam 20, 2000 and then WrestleMania seventeen. I think Russell, WrestleMania seventeen is also the, one of the greatest WrestleMania ma- WrestleManias out there because they had like, one of the greatest uh, uh, Rock versus Austin. They had this TLC match. They had a lot of great things. But yeah, TLC. Uh, my number three, Skyler or Daniel. Who wants to start? Uh, Daniel, I'll I'll do this one again because there's, okay. ch- there's a chance. I think this is our last chance to not match because I'm I'm like ninety percent sure our number one's the same thing. Okay, well, is your number two the ladder match? I fucking hate you so much. All right, so wow. number two for me and Daniel is the ladder match. I want to take this opportunity to say I haven't seen this dude in like two weeks. Yeah, I have not talked. To I him. haven't talked to him about any of this. This is not planned. 
Okay. And Ugh. and genuinely, when it comes to our taste in wrestling, I think it's quite diverse. It's usually just very not different. in match types, I guess. Apparently. Um, I think that to, to to not to cut you off, but yeah. to to take it back to the beginning of how Abrar introduced this, the gimmick matches really bring the fans together. That's mm-hmm. true. They do. And th- this is really what the crux of enjoying wrestling uh, is about gimmick yeah. matches. So it's it's not a surprise. But you know what? You could just be working us, brother. So it's, it could be a work, right? You, <laughs> you guys yeah, definitely had hopped on a call five minutes before. That's why you guys joined right, late, right? right? We're messaging <laughs> each other right now. Right now. We got oh, an ankle lock. I did earlier have war games and ladder swapped. And then I was like, no, like ladder, there, there's so many more permutations of ladder. And some of them, some of them I, I think are better than war games. Yeah, I'm I'm always hyped for a ladder match. Now, Abrar, not to tear down your last pick, but I'm yeah. going to. Yeah. Also, I uh, hate you. <laughs> uh, no, TLC is a good good thing, but yeah. uh, I I kind of disagree with the concept of TLC in name because a ladder match can do everything a TLC match can do, but it it doesn't. If you do a ladder match and no one pulls out a table or a chair, you don't go, "Hey, wait a minute." Yeah. <laughs> like I also TLC feel like match... a, I feel like a TLC match is basically just like any no holds bar match, like any match where where you can get foreign objects, you're going to end up with probably a chair and a table. A ladder maybe yeah. not so much, but like you're going to get two thirds of the way there. Well, now we're opening up the conversation of what's the difference between no holds barred, extreme rules. No disqualification, yeah. hardcore and match. a street fight, hardcore Texas death match. Yeah, uh, all the freaking, same. You know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think at least once you say death match, you're like, okay, barbed wire is somewhere. Yeah, someone all, it will bleed. All those other ones, like extreme, an extreme rules match and a and a street fight. And I'm like, there's no difference here. That I don't know. Thing. It's just the name. Yeah, and then I always love when they add like the permutation of like this is a Philadelphia street match and this is a Chicago street fight, and it's like, what's the difference between those two? And it's like, well, one happens in Chicago. Yeah, well, uh, that one makes sense. Listen here, slap nuts. <laughs> listen up, slap nuts. All the slap nuts that are on listening to this podcast right now, nothing matches up to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre death match. <laughs> oh, or the street fight, whatever that was. Top tier, mm. Jeff Jarrett. I need that man on my TV. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. So if we're if we're saying that a TLC and a ladder match is essentially the same thing, then yeah, it's it's great. Love a ladder match. But do you um, remember a ladder match that involves like someone bring on a table? At least in WWE, I don't remember that. I'm sure there's been one, but or recently, I couldn't though. tell you. Yeah, well, I mean. So okay, I don't know how sacrilegious this is to say as a wrestling fan. First, I'll oh, say, no. I like table spots. I do. Yeah. I really like table spots. Mm-hmm. But I do think it's really funny when we want tables chants happen. And, yeah. and people, when someone pulls out a table, everyone's like, oh, fuck yeah, it's a table. And I'm like, Whoa. all this other stuff and the tables, what's got you going? Like, I think someone going through the announce desk is cooler than someone going through the table. Mm-hmm. But I mean, at I least, still like a table. At least then you got actually, the uh, the chance of Michael Cole getting his drinks spilled. You know what I mean? <laughs> I actually hate the We Want Tables chant because, number one, it is strictly, like, I think it should just be reserved for the Dudleys, right? Because, like, yeah, that was sure. their main thing. Um, and also, like, bro, what if a table, like, is not, like, you know, 
in the planned spots, right? But yeah. now the people like it's distracting. I think there was a chant. Ricky Starks was involved in a match. I don't know when it was. It was recently though, this year for sure, where they were chanting, "We want tables." And like the entire match happened, and like they didn't pull no table out, right? Or so, yeah. no, and nothing, nothing memorable happened with the table. But it's kind of disrespectful to the performers, right? Like it's like, yo, like nobody gives a shit what you want. It's like just let the guys in the ring yeah. or let the girls in the ring, let them cook, you know? Let, like let the match happen. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, um, Oscar, you're gonna hate me because I was at Monday Night Raw recently, and Logan Paul was just talking on the microphone, and I said, "We want tables." Okay, well, right. the, uh, I, I don't, I don't hate you for that because Logan Paul is a questionable character. Okay, you can disrespect uh, so, Logan Paul, and we won't. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. That's, that's all fine. Good. That's good. Um, one little tidbit I do want to add. Uh, remember when there was just like a tables match in like one of the? Yeah, I've, I've never seen a just a tables match on TV or on pay per view. Uh, it was, you know, b- back when we were kids, and they just kind of decided to drop the entire thing. But I do know there was a wrestling game uh, where there was a tables match. But in that game, you could, like, accidentally fall through the table, right? And, like, it would, like, you know, you would lose the match or, like, you know, you, you would end it prematurely. And just right. it just glitchy and not fun to play. So mm-hmm. I just do not like tables matches since then. I just prefer the TLC, uh, you know, yeah. uh, rendition of it. There was one match, uh, I think one of the Extreme Rules pay-per-views, um, it was Big Show versus Cody Rhodes, and the way Big Show lost is he accidentally stepped on the table, and he yep. lost. Oh, um, yeah, I remember that. Oh, yeah, when he, when he stepped down off the ropes, yeah, yeah. that shit was so funny, man. Yo, like, yo, people paid money for that, man. It's like Finger Poke of Doom, and like mm. that are like top two, like, worst friggin' endings. You can, oh, and you also that and 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 the what was the exploding barbed wire death match dud? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah it's terrible. Well, there was one extreme rules match, but it involves with stairs only. It's a stair match. Yeah, that's weird. What? Yeah, it was it was, it was, it was like ten <laughs> years ago. But it was bad. Um, but to to wrap up to wrap up uh, the ladder match. on ladder matches because what else can be said? Ladder matches are cool. There are a yeah. lot of them, but I always get excited for them. Um. Uh, my favorite, one of my favorite ladder matches, at least, and it's probably because we were there. Because we were there, me and Daniel. I, yeah, uh, I know you're going. It's when Zack Ryder won the Intercontinental Title yeah, oh, yeah. at yeah, WrestleMania yeah, 32. Yeah. No one thought that shit was going to happen. He and just did it. Out. We don't talk about what happened the next night on Raw, and we almost mm-hmm. missed it. <laughs> like yeah, we, we were, were late getting we were into the building, barely getting in. We missed the first match, which like I don't think any of us cared because it was oh that was that was Ryback back. and no uh, Sinkara or something. Feed me more. It was Ryback and Kalisto for oh, the Kalisto, US title. Yeah. No one could have cared less for that. But um, but yeah, that Zack Ryder moment, it's special. Uh, it's also that was the last Wade Barrett match. No, was he in that? No, that was later that night. He wasn't in that match. Wait, that oh was the match where Randy Orton like boomed somebody with an RKO literally out of nowhere. It was Seth Rollins on that curb stomp, right? I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't. Oh, I, yeah, damn. my memory is terrible. No, I think that was WrestleMania was... thirty-one. Yeah, well, think... they did. Wasn't a thing... Cody in that match? Stardust was. Star- Stardust. Stardust. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, they were they were on a hot streak for like years. Of uh, WrestleMania would always open with some sort of ladder title match, right. but they don't do that anymore, and it breaks my heart. Yeah, well, that's um, one of my favorite 
parts of the ladder match is the like dangling thing that you have to collect from from the roof yeah right because it's just like a more fun version of the whatever on a pole match the dominic mysterio on a pole match sure uh <laughs> where it's just like there's a thing that we want and it's up there is it a contract is it a money in the bank is it yeah. a title right like is it custody papers is it custody papers is it Oof. a gun is it is uh, it a female <laughs> is it a female undergarment you know like yeah. from freaking smackdown 2000 the first smackdown versus raw game storyline oh yeah oh, i was gonna ask did age, they do that? age but, yeah, terribly age terribly yeah i bet the, all right the last thing i'll say about ladder mm-hmm. matches is uh we got to talk about wlc yeah it's underrated <laughs> underrated for sure those dudes really showed that they could do stuff you got uh what's his name uh horse hoggle and torlito uh el, el torito el torito el torito and hornswoggle and you got 3mb out there selling for torito <laughs> one man band you think... I don't think I've ever actually seen that match. I think I've only heard about it. <laughs> I, I I was I was like, yo, is that a Wii game? Like, what is that? I'm like, oh shit, Wii OC. Damn. <laughs> it's um, only mildly offensive. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't think we'll ever see that again, though. No, or maybe, maybe. No, no, I don't <laughs> think so. Um, but do you, speaking of GMB, do you guys think um, since you know Ginger Mahal got the title? Drew McIntyre got the title. You think they'll do the uh, the philo- the uh, prophecy of he's he's later winning the title? Man, I don't, he doesn't work there. I honestly would be surprised if he went he's back. Been, anytime he's soon. been an impact for like what four or five years, and he hasn't been close to the world title there. So, no, damn. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. <laughs> All I know is that he if if Heath Slater is ever given that opportunity, he's gonna make the most of it because he got kids, bro. That he yeah. he does, you know, he he got kids, so you got to make the most of it, man. I was at Raw when the uh, hashtag Give Heath Slater a chance was was at its peak. Damn, we we're chanting, "We want Slater," and you know what? They didn't give it to us. They absolutely did not. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I guess I'll leave, go home. I guess Whatever. that that is okay to chant for. That's okay to demand. I don't care if you have like. Omega versus Reigns happening. I'm chanting, we want Slater. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, number two. Awesome. What's your number two? My number two, this is solely nostalgia, right? Um, The parking lot brawl. uh, Bro, I remember, like, I think when SmackDown was on UPN, Channel Mm -hmm. 9, local TV, uh, Cena versus Eddie Guerrero yes. in a parking lot brawl. And um, I'm a huge car guy. Just to see a bunch of cars get destroyed as a little kid. It was like, yo, what are they doing? I mean, now I know they got those. They were literally like, you know, j- uh, junkyard, like clunkers, right? You know, salvage mm-hmm. title cars that they buy for cheap and put in the parking lot. But yo, like such a dope, you know, uh, concept. Uh Really gets kind of creative, you know. I love to see the spots where like they open the hood and like you know, like like they like smash the hood, you know, on the guy, leaving a dent. Uh, going through the windshield is a painful spot. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's just you know, it, it really shows like you have a limited amount of space to work with. Is you just kind of it it you know, in the same concept of two guys wanting to beat the crap out of each other. But this time, we're going to do it with, like, you know, stationary weapons. Uh, taking, you know, hey, in AW, in, uh, I think it's best friends versus uh, 
was it Pride and Powerful? Uh, yeah, yeah. What do you call it? PNP? When Orange Cassidy came out of the trunk or whatever, like that was <laughs> yeah. that was just I think it was pandemic era. It was awesome, yeah. super dope. Yeah, you got the uh, what's her the, the grandma driving the car, the mom. It's oh Sue. yeah, Sue. Oh, mom, Sue. Yeah. Sue. Yo, Sue's Honda Odyssey <laughs> is that's why it's the greatest minivan of all time. Yeah. Like. We not rocking with Toyota Sienna, bro. Honda Odyssey in Crush Hour too. Yes, Sue's Sue's Honda is up there with like the Back to the Future DeLorean and Mad Max's car. (laughs) It's like, oh shit, there it is. There it is. Nice. Uh, Parking lot bras is always a. It's also a great match when you play them in the games as well. Uh, One of the uh, WWE games. Yes, I was going to say that. Yes, interactivity was awesome, especially for the time. I believe. 2007, uh, SmackDown versus Raw. Uh, you had that like fire truck you could climb onto, um, and I've even I played Here Comes the Pain uh, in like an emulator, and like yeah, dude, it, it was from a simply from a tech standpoint, like coding that stuff into the game. They really put some effort into it, and it was just so fun to you know, jump off the fire truck and you know have steam go off when you hit, uh, or or the car alarm goes off. So cool. The uh, my, my one of my favorite ones is Shut Your Mouth, uh, SmackDown game, and you go to Times Square, you just fight there. It's nice. Oh, yeah, when you're in the ha- helicopter, like you know, yeah. uh, that's a great, great match. They should bring that back. Um, I, I would you guys say that parking lot brawl is uh, like akin to backstage match or whatever, or um, I don't know, uh, it. Because of WWE in recent decade, um, the backstage is so boring to me now. Like, people get jumped backstage and get thrown through stuff all the time. And to the point where, like, the backstage brawl is in every video game now. And it's always, like, the same setup. They never change it game to game. Uh, The parking lot, I think, is more interesting. I mean, yeah, because it's like like limited to. So, in, in the same vein as, like, uh, I guess like TLC and ladder, right? Yeah. Parking lot is dif- different to me only because of the heavy emphasis on vehicles, and yeah. uh, uh, just you're limited to that parking lot. You don't really get out of there. If you leave, if you leave the area, then it's no longer a parking lot brawl, yeah. right? So yeah, cool shit can happen in either, obviously. But mm. it's just, I feel like uh, backstage, I isn't really capitalized on, with the exception of the time that Shane McMahon got his back broken on that thing and made that sound, a bro, you know. You know that sound? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's the one. Man, that's crazy. Oh, boy. And, and also, he got hurt, right? In the last WrestleMania? No. This. He was... Oh, oh yeah. This last yeah. one where Snoop Dogg had to pull his ass out of the fire? Yeah. That was... You You couldn't have written See, that better. See, I, I mean, I mean you, like, you should like Shane McMahon, right? He gives you great no. moments. He gives you great no. moments. No. All right. Shane, I know you Shane hate Shane McMahon. I don't hate Shane McMahon. I do. I also don't. I no longer care about Shane McMahon. He was I'll on say, a hot streak from like 2016 to 2018 or so, like the SmackDown Live era. Sure. But then I don't know what happened. He got too. He, his head got too big, and he kept putting himself in everything. Like he yeah. genuinely thought. He was the best in the world. That wasn't kayfabe to Shane McMahon. Yeah, he thought Raw Underground was real. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he survives I mean, one helicopter crash, and that dude thinks he's God. I mean, 
Okay, so I mean, he he goes, especially when he was younger, when he was going through off of like buildings and all that stuff. He was going through cra- that triangle match. He went through that glass. No, it's just, I, I definitely, yeah. I definitely respect that in in the sense of where he's like, I know I can never wrestle like a real wrestler, so I want these dudes to actually murder me. Yeah, we saw like that. him die. That's gonna get you a level of respect for sure. For sure, we watched we watched Taker kill him. But the man was a corpse. But what loses you some respect is when you when you book yourself into a a rumble in like 2021, 2022. Yeah, and you come out and. And like you're gassed before you even get in the ring, and yeah. you throw in your little rabbit punches, <laughs> your little you baby like, go, punches. Go take a sit down and eat a granola bar in the corner. And he's doing. And then you're like, like, in wasn't he? He, he I don't think he was in the final four, but he was close. He might have even been final four. I don't remember, but yeah, he definitely made it like no. way further than he should. That's, that's the last time we've seen him, yeah. and that's what I was like. All right, we're done. Get him out of here. Yeah, I mean, I guess you gotta know when to stop. You can't, well, you can't yeah, get rid of him because you can't get a good grip on him. He's so sweaty. Oh, <laughs> He's so sweaty. Right. You just he he You're, squishes out of your hands. No, it's literally you have to know when to stop, and he didn't. <laughs> yeah, because I think Shut everyone up. would agree that he was good back in the like him and Vince feuding with like Rock and Stone Cold, sure. and, like right back there. Like everyone would say that was good. And I think even most people would say like his feud with the Miz was really good. But oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, there's a lot more bad in his last five six years. Well, his feud was the with the Miz was only as good as it was because Miz's dad got in the ring. Oh, George was King George, and he didn't know <laughs> he didn't know how to square up or something. Damn. Well, shout shit. out to Shane. Um, shout out to was it George? Was it Greg? Shout yeah, out to to Mister Mizanin Senior. <laughs> shout out to that. Yeah, shout yeah, out yeah, to yeah. shout out to the glass that would not sell. <laughs> oh yeah, with Kurt Angle, bro. Both times. Both panes of glass are like this guy's not going through. <laughs> well, that's that's the, that's the chain I remember. Um, my my number two, like I said before, you know TLC when people say, "Hey, this is uh, you're watching fake stuff." This one, you know, at least the early matches they had for this, uh, it's it's crazy. It's the hell in the cell. Mm-hmm. Brother, <laughs> yeah, um, freaking Undertaker, you know, he threw mankind. That's the most iconic things from wrestling when mankind went through over the top of the cage and went to the, the, the announce tables. That's, I think, that's the signature of like that moment of wrestling. That's what everyone knows. Also, how yeah. to sell is brutal. If you guys remember Brock Lesnar and Undertaker, they beat the hell out of each other. It's a, yeah. it's a cage match with a, with a roof on it. You go on top of the roof. You go through the to the do, to the cell to the do ring. Not most cage matches have a roof on them. Isn't it a different thing when it doesn't have a roof on it? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. It so, so a steel a steel cage match doesn't have a roof because you're supposed to be able to climb over and escape it. Yeah, um, right, not right, right. not not ask the referee to chauffeur you out the door. Man, all right, <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. It pisses me the fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> the entire point of a steel cage. Yeah. He's got nowhere to go. The bell rings. The heel walks over to the door. Oh, sir, let me get that for you. Let me get that for you. Close that fucking door. If he's not climbing <laughs> over, I'm done. Um, I think I think one of the WWE games had a mini game where like the dude gets close to the door. You gotta like button mash to like pull his foot like back into the ring yes. type shit. <laughs> like, 
Yeah. I'm, well, I'm glad. Right, but no, but Hell in a Cell, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, Hell in so, a yeah. Cell. Anyway. Um, Hell in a Cell, you know, it's brutal. Uh, there's a lot of great memorable matches from from that type of gimmick match. Um, if you remember No Way Out 2000, where Triple H versus Catchet Jack, uh, they were on top of the cell. Catchet Jack, uh, he lit up the, the, the 2x4 with barbed wire, hit mm-hmm. Triple H. All that is great. Um, I mean, I, I don't know what to say about Hell in a Cell. Everyone knows about Hell in a Cell. I'm, I'm, Yo, uh, I don't mean to cut you off. Did Batista and Undertaker have a Hell in a Cell match? Uh, or was I that Batista and someone else? Batista I Triple, H? Triple H. I, I, I know H. Batista and yeah, Triple, Triple H had H. one. So when I was uh, when I was a kid, we used to spend like uh, like every other summer or whatever in like Pakistan for like summer vacations, mm-hmm. and uh, in you know they didn't really have much internet out there, but my cousin had like that pay-per-view like downloaded on a file like on his computer uh and like i would just watch that like every day so i've seen like that hell in a cell match like probably more than like you know any other match in my life because it was just such a dope match um uh like you know and, and it was all i could watch then you know on his old computer but it was cool uh and and those two guys I think that in the start of Hell in a Cell, a lot of gimmicks, you know, credit to The Undertaker, I guess, a lot of gimmicks were sort of made for him. Right. Uh, but I think that might have been one of the first matches that Undertaker was not featured in. And then it kind of branched out to, like, you know, being a blow-off type match for uh, uh, guys that actually hate each other. The evolution storyline tied in there is dope. Um, and, like, it, it's just cool. Uh, just, like, nothing tops the Mankind one. But a lot of people get creative with it. I do want to say that, like, is is, is every Hell in a Cell, like, red now? Yeah. No, they, yeah. no, they switched back. Did they? When did they switch back? back? Did they switch back this year? I think so. I I don't remember. It, uh, it was red for a while. If it's if it's back to normal, that, that only just recently happened. Yeah, um, that's good. I do not acknowledge the red Hell in a Cells. No, it it's not Hashtag a good not look, myself. and and I never went to one in person. We we saw the the Undertaker Shane McMahon Hell in a Cell yeah. at WrestleMania 32, but uh, from what I can tell, if you go to see it in red, it's like harder to see if you're like further back. Yeah, something about the red and the lights makes it like harder to actually see what's happening in the ring, especially when they were doing the whole the Fiend match with his like lighting, like the whole arena was dark, like people couldn't see shit in that match in the uh, stadium. Yeah, um, I saw a cage match uh, last full gear, uh, literally this time around last year. It was the Jungle Boy against Luchasaurus mm-hmm. um, at, at full gear. And it was like, I was kind of worried, like, yo, like, am I even going to be able to see these guys? Even though we had, like, pretty good seats, like, you know, it, it's it, the contrast is different. But that silver, like, steel color works yeah. best because you could see basically everything. With yeah. red eye, it would just be what I saw almost, you know? Yeah, it definitely was. Um, we can't forget. I think one of the kind, um, six man Hell in a Cell match in Armageddon, where Kurangle won the whole thing, where Rakichi fell to that. I don't know the hay stuff. <laughs> it was. It was <laughs> like <laughs> he was allergic to it. How'd you? It was like mattress underneath the thing. Like I, I have a soft spot for that bump because I used to listen to that podcast. Uh, uh, something to wrestle, 
with uh, Bruce Pritchard and uh, uh, um, Conrad. Right. And Bruce Pritchard, is, he's really good at doing those interpretations. And he was talking about, like, they didn't know who was going to take that bump. And it is like, accent is like, well, who's, who's going to take the bump? It's got to be Rakishi. So, like, it, it, you know, just like this. It, mm-hmm. it, it was a funny moment. And, and Rakishi, credit to him, like, he he was kind of like, you know, on the come up from his, like, he recovered well from that. Like, I did it for the rock, you know? Yeah. So, like, it, it, it was cool. It was cool. I don't know if you guys remember just like one steel cage match where he was on top of the cage and he did like a splash. That big man, Rikishi. But, uh, Rikishi Yo, yeah. I think I think he broke his wrist. Did he? Yeah, he looked like he broke something. But yeah, he did that. That looked. You guys should look that up. That looks. Do you, you know crazy. who he did the splash to? Because I would not want to be that person. Uh, I don't remember. It's like maybe Val Venus, one of those guys. Oh well, um, yeah, you can kill Val Venus. It was Val Venus, yeah, <laughs> pal, <laughs> pal penis, man. Yeah, nah, but like credit credit to Rikishi, total professional. Like he he did that uh, splash, and and I think like uh, uh, Val was uh, uh, saying that like like you know he didn't feel anything, right? Like it 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 was it was it was very safe bump to take. Rikishi took all the pain, and I think he 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 literally did break that wrist, uh, break his wrist, and finish the match. So total professional, man. Like that show is insane, bro. Yeah. yeah and man. the visual of him just like, you know, like, oh God, like he like that, bro, show oh. someone that when they say wrestling is fake. Exactly. That's what, that's what no one gets, but it's okay. I need to calm down. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Fire up. Do it now. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're in our number ones. Uh, let's uh, recap. Uh, awesome. What's your five to number two? Five to two is uh, number five, dog collar slash strap match. Number four, ladder match. Number three, Royal Rumble slash Battle Royale. Number two, parking lot brawl. And I almost have my number one. I'm going to yeah, stop no. now. <laughs> good, 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 good. Uh, Skylar and Daniel since you got the same thing. You guys should say it at the same time. I'm not going to say it at the same time. Okay, I'll just say it for both of us. Yeah, you uh, just say we, it. We both said <laughs> casket match or buried alive. For number five, number four was Elimination mm-hmm. Chamber. Number three was War Games or Blood and Guts. Number two was the Ladder Match or the TLC, if you if you prefer, I guess. Sure, sure. Uh, my number five was War Games slash Blood and Guts. Number four was Iron Man Match. Number three was TLC, Tables, Ladders, and Chairs. Number two was Hell in a Cell. All right. Hell. Um, hell in a Cell. Um, my... My uh, okay. How should we do this number one? Should we say all at the same time, or who wants to start? Are you thinking? I mean, do you think we? Well, actually, I know we don't all have the same one because someone's yeah. already said my number one. Yeah. <laughs> uh oh. I know for a f- I feel like nobody has my number one because this is strictly subjective. Well, before we say our number one, um, what is the worst gimmick match you guys seen? Um. I mean, the Punjabi prison ain't great. I agree. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, I mean, just, oh my oh, God. Umbar's reacting like it's his number one. No, 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 it's not. But, <laughs> but I think the first Punjabi yeah. prison match was, was good. I mean, it was crazy because nothing, we don't know what was happening. It was the first match. But yeah, later on, it was like, whatever. I'm thinking specifically of the Jinder Mahal, Randy Orton one. Oh, you yeah, didn't to like be that fair, one? that's the only one I've seen. Well, well it, it's okay. No, I love that one in the sense that the great Kali comes out at the end and then holds up the title like he's the champion and then he left with it. <laughs> and they had to be like, all right, Kali, give it back. 
Yeah, I mean the Bollywood um, boys took a lot of bumps during that run. Too. They just debuted on Dynamite. They did. They got their asses beat so fast. <laughs> yeah, um, I think we also have to put a, a a dishonorable mention to like the bra and panty match, the mud yeah. wrestling oh, match. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 I can't. Okay, um, the, the 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 Miss WrestleMania won oh, by yeah. uh, Santino. Santina. Uh huh. Yeah. Do you remember the um? I forget who was in it, but there was a match where they had like black bags over their head. Oh, the blindfold match. It, yeah, that was dumb as hell. No, <laughs> I, it was funny. Uh, Triple H versus D'Lo Brown. Look it up. It was just so fun. I don't think that's the one I'm thinking of because the one I'm thinking of was in like the 80s. Oh. No. Um, <laughs> I'm looking at like wrestling websites to see what some of the worst ones were. And some of these are hilarious, man. Wrestling Inc. on, on their list, uh, WrestlingInc.com cites number seven, Hunter Hearst Helmsley versus Henry O. Godwin in a Arkansas hog pen match. <laughs> bro, no, what no. is this shit, bro? What was um? Like, what was the one that uh? Guy it was Dustin Rhodes and somebody else in the back of a truck going down the highway. Oh, that was the um. I can't remember what it's called, but yeah, that one's kind of infamous. Was it Roddy Piper? No, I, I don't think it would have been because it was like WCW, uh, or maybe even wherever they were at before. Like it was old, old. Um, <laughs> there's that. There's of course there's the um. I forget what it was called because I keep wanting to call it. That's not correct. Where they were like, yeah, Dr. Death can for sure beat all these guys at real shoot boxing matches. That was the brawl for all. Okay. And then one of the the smoking guns like knocked everybody out. And they were like, well, damn, I guess we'll have you knocked out by Butterbean now. Yeah, Butterbean creamed. I guess we'll have Butterbean whip your ass. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, man. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was thinking about the uh, the Harold Cell dog match with Al Snow and I think Big Boss Man. The pity or something like they had dogs yeah, in it. I pitied the full match. I don't remember that. What about uh, what about the uh, kiss my ass match or or oh. the Sheamus? It was kiss me arse. Yeah, kiss me arse. <laughs> I was and gonna then, say then... the Jerry Lawler kiss my foot match. Oh <laughs> man, he didn't want to get his butt involved. Daniel, what do you oh. think about the old NWA Skywalkers match? Matches? Is that the one? Is that you the have one to, you, you have to where... climb on top of that big scaffolding and knock your opponent off, but they had to be really careful about it or else they yeah. would actually die. Yeah, okay. So I think the only version of that I saw may not... I don't remember where it was. It might have been NWA. Yeah. It was... Um, I don't think it ever uh, survived all the way to WCW. I can't imagine it would have. It, but they it did was, do it, it for was multiple Cornette. years. It was Cornette and the original, like, what were they called? The Something Express? Midnight Express? Hollywood Express? Yeah, Midnight Express. Was, it was it was Cornette and the Midnight Express, and they were. I think that match was actually versus the uh, Rock and Roll Express. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, that was probably among the worst thought out matches of all time. Like that, <laughs> there was. I'm shocked that no one was seriously injured during that match. Yeah. Yeah. Genuinely amazing <laughs> that they managed to. Play. And it was boring too because everyone was like, rightfully, very afraid of falling off the damn thing. Yeah, that was the biggest problem with those. Uh, I, I want to also. Sh- uh, my bad. I'm gonna let you guys finish that topic before I say mention another match. Well, the other thing I was gonna say is I think they tried the same thing in like ECW at one point, and it was also a colossal waste of time. That wouldn't surprise me. Although I think in ECW era they'd be more willing just to fucking jump just to die. Yeah. yeah. 
if you guys remember the I... WWE ECW Elimination Chamber match, that was one of the worst ones. <laughs> I don't remember that. Yeah, I was gonna say the ambulance match is pretty stupid, uh, or like a stretcher <laughs> match or whatever. Because like, yeah. yo, like in- instead of like literally killing your opponent, you are sending them to get treatment at a hospital. <laughs> I, like, I don't think of the- they're only gonna rejuvenate, come back, whoop your ass, boy. So, I like, say, I mean, I will say I do have a special place for at least one ambulance match in my heart because Daniel and I, we both went to the <laughs> Great Balls of Fire pay per view, the one and only. Oh God, Great Balls of Fire, Braun Strowman, Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman, where uh, Roman got Strowman in the ambulance and then like drove like a truck into the ambulance to actually attempt to murder him. Yeah. yeah. And it was it was definitely it was like wow this is really stupid but also is Braun Strowman actually dead? Yeah, this did my man great. die? That that was that there was a precursor to that match where like Braun Strowman like literally flipped an ambulance. Yeah, well, yeah that was he, in his flipping things era. He went through a yeah. phase where he flipped or tore down all kinds of stuff. Uh, he almost turned like a whole stadium upside down at one point. His, uh, I'm play Monopoly with Braun Strowman, bro. His, uh, his catchphrase was like, I'm not finished with you. Was it that one, right? Yeah, he says it. that a lot. So, yes. Gotcha, gotcha. The, the only other match I want to bring up as part of the, the dishonorable mentions is, uh, <laughs> I forget what it's called. And it may have had multiple names, but it's the one where they put multiple cells on top of each other, and then oh, everyone three gets stages really of... scared because it's like three... really wobbly and shitty. Three stages of hell. Yeah, yeah. What have that you? one was awful. Um, the only version of it I remember watching was uh, it was literally just we're gonna put all the all the heels in a cage, and uh, Hulk Hogan is going to beat all of them in a row. <laughs> Like, yeah. that was the whole thing and i think and it, it was... made sense because he 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 uh he said his prayers ate and ate his vitamins man that's, that's, what you gotta do, bro. that's not gonna work for me brother i think it was during the like wcw time period where oh god what was it called i don't want to call it like the axis of evil but it was this really stupid thing where uh uh kevin kevin sullivan would like yeah, go Kevin to Stone some was. big fat guy who was painted to look like he was made of stone, and he'd be like, "I need a warrior," and then the big guy'd be like, "He is the Yeti." <laughs> <laughs> the Yeti. Yo, was a speaking mummy. of the Yeti, bro, dude, there's there's like a three hour YouTube video on the worst wrestling gimmicks of all time, and the Yeti is like like somewhere in the top twenty. I sat through that entire video. I highly recommend it. <laughs> the worst gimmicks of all time. I will link it to you guys after this is over. For sure. Um, but the best three stages of hell was not real. It was in the movie Ready to Rumble. All right. Yeah. I don't even think I've seen that movie. I don't know what we're talking about. That, that it's, movie, a, it's, it's with David Arquette and WCW. It's the reason David Arquette was WCW champion. Oh. <laughs> Who yeah, you should watch freaking... Who let Vince Russo cook, bro? Too hey. many people. Too many people. <laughs> Too many people let him cook. Take his, take his pots and pans away. Remove his knives. D- Logan Paul can run... No, what's the phrase? Logan Paul is the champ because of David Arquette is, was the champion of WCW. Oh, you're saying David Arquette walked so Logan Paul could run? Thank you. 
You know what? But, Shout out to David Arquette, who spent years getting shit on by wrestling fans and was like, all right, I'll become a deathmatch wrestler in my 50s and then almost died and said, okay, I'm done. Yeah. So you should little, not have done that. A little bit fair. of respect. He shouldn't have done it. Didn't yeah. want him to do it, but a little bit of respect. <laughs> the man who almost killed him was Nick Cage. Yeah. That fits. Yeah, Nick that, Gage is is the goat, bro. Like I, I will see the, the the dude literally died at, in mm-hmm. a ring in a backyard and like came back to life at the hospital. Undertaker hasn't even done that, right? So no, Nick Gage no. ha, has to be he's unkillable. Nick yeah. Gage is like a cockroach on the face of wrestling. You cannot kill the cockroach. Cockroach he, with a pizza cutter. Yeah, pizza cutter. Uh, right after that pizza cutter, Domino showed up. So that's crazy. <laughs> I'm actually, oh yeah, I'm actually just in general not a fan of death matches. I I don't need blood. Like I think sometimes they go too far. Uh, because who was it? Was it Nick Gage? I think also who got stabbed in the armpit in like the middle of that, nowhere. That was, that was the match. He died. Yeah, he died and like came back. He died in the helicopter. They resuscitated him, got him to the hospital, and then he was like, "Did I win? Did I win? Yeah." So, like, dude, death matches, That helicopter, that helicopter is like is like eighteen times the entire budget of the entire show, bro. Oh, that sure. hospital bill, 100%. who's paying that shit? If you yeah, want to uh, look at one Nick Age, if you want to look at good uh, death matches, just go to uh, FMW back in the nineties. Uh, they had good I, death matches. I will probably I, still not go watch this. <laughs> I think death matches are so when I was a kid, I used to be on YouTube look up like most hardcore wrestling matches and I would see things like uh you know Mick Foley falling off the cell, basically right. things that you can show on TV. Um yeah. I did start getting into this foray of like death matches and it was cool because like you know as a kid it's like yo this is so fucking cool, you know, like this is so dope. Uh and I have middle school kids, you know, like edgy like you know yeah. Rest, my music scares people era of my yeah, life yeah. right yeah. so mm-hmm. like i look back on it and i cringe like you know I, I can respect like two japanese legends like going at it like in japan um but i don't respect like this insane clown posse like culture of like you know like yeah like the juggalos <laughs> and and superhuman you know superhuman. Like, i was just about to like superhuman. like it's just superhuman like it's funny though because he's never actually like really doing anything yeah. super stupid he's just like well, oh, i'm gonna i'm gonna do an elbow drop on his microwave like he's he's not like i'm gonna jump onto a bunch of knives he probably won't kill himself yeah but he's definitely fucking himself up that's true <laughs> I, I will say though that the death match is a really large umbrella <laughs> of a title, and in that yeah. title you have these like backyard, like mud show, literal garbage Jim Cornette heart attack inducing like matches. Oh. <laughs> but then I-, I think that GCW though, like even though Nick Gage is like the flag bearer for GCW, like their death matches, the ones on their pay per views are like very well thought out, very well done. Um, you know, yeah, they have their like, you know, uh, uh, I, I think I think it's what you call it, like the tube lights that they use are like gimmicked and the glasses yeah. gimmicked and stuff, but they make it look really well. Um, it's something that you know, even a person with like a a, a weak stomach could watch ECW matches and, and not it's it's not like you know literal murder. It, it's it's not New Jack territory, basically. Oh, oh, don't yeah, mention New Jack. New Jack. New Jack is one of those people where it's like. I'm never gonna root for someone to die, but the world may be safer. 
<laughs> just because the man the man was a menace. <laughs> yeah, if you guys didn't yeah. he tried to kill some like eight year old kid or some shit. Well, he uh, wasn't eight, but it, yes. it was it was the it was like a teenager. He was six he was like sixteen. He was underage and he was like five hundred pounds. He was huge. And he, he went by the name Mass Transit. Mass Transit. Look this up. Yeah. And um, and and he like lied about his age. Got onto a show with New Jack, and uh, they were in a match together. And he was like, "Oh hey, New Jack, uh, when we're in there, just can I get a couple moves on you?" Which listen, I'm not a wrestler, and I know that there's things as wrestlers, especially in that era, that you shouldn't do to veteran wrestlers. Um, I I don't think the dude deserved to be fucking myrtleized like he was but new jack did not like his oh. question and took his ass apart a lot of blood nasty yeah everyone who's listening they should watch the dark side of wrestling on i believe on dark side on of the ring dark sorry yeah dark side of the ring on hulu i believe or i think it was on vice but it's not on hulu whatever but you guys everyone should watch that but um but yeah let's uh let's get into our number one uh, Skyler, I'll go with you. What's your number one? My number one and Daniel's number one. Yeah, also without even one. asking him. Yeah, well, because we've talked about this. Like, this is the match that we look forward to like the entire year. It's the Royal Rumble. It's the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll say this is also my number one as well. Hey, there we go. <laughs> okay. Well, first I'll say me and Daniel's list entirely the same. Crazy. Five, five through I sh- one. I shouldn't have changed it. <laughs> I, I shouldn't have swapped War Games and Ladder. I'm glad you did. Now we're tag team champions. Let's go. <laughs> um, uh, man, it's just like the holiday season kicks off with Halloween, and it doesn't end until Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. It's like That's okay, a good way to put it. We're through New Year's. Everyone's had their holidays. Now it's my favorite holiday. Now it's Rumble season. Who's yeah. going to show up? What number are they going to be? I. Whenever Royal Rumble season comes around, I kind of don't like to watch. I mean, I haven't watched Raw or SmackDown television in a long time anyways, like I said earlier. But um, I, I don't like to keep up with anything because I don't want to see announced who's in it. I want, mm-hmm. I want gotcha. every number. Because when you get to number 30, and it's just like, oh, who's number 30 going to be? Like, oh, they already said it's Big Show. Yeah. Like, oh, I, I don't want to know that. Especially lately, they've been doing, they've been just really messing up with that, where they, they'll tell you like, 20 of the people that are in it uh and then those people won't show up until the second half and you're like oh well okay well now i know every single entrant for the rest of the thing cool so i I would be good just knowing who's number one and maybe who's number two and i say maybe because there's been some great number two returns like jericho that one time Mm -hmm. um and i always love when someone at a lower number not not like doesn't have to be number one a couple of number ones have won recently like rhea ripley won from number one last year yeah um i ray I mysterio ray mysterio yeah. right one yeah i think ray was number two actually uh, uh i think number one was he was should not be named oh, and uh was it vince it, mm. Maybe. Are you talking about the 2006 where Ray won the Rumble? Yeah. I he think it was two, didn't he? I think well, it was Triple Shawn H. Michaels did it. What are you talking uh, about? Well, a quick you... Google search. A quick Google search. 
I got it here. Rey Mysterio, Rey Mysterio won the Rumble. The that was the year he won the title in the triple threat match. Right. Right. That was two thousand six. The uh event let's see the did it say entrance anywhere? Results. I mean, I've got it right here. Like here here's everyone who's won from number one. Shawn Michaels in ninety five. Uh-huh. Then uh Voldemort in two thousand four. Yep, he should not be yeah. Uh then Best Rumble. See. Edge in twenty one, yeah, and, that that was a recent one. And Rhea Ripley in twenty twenty three. According to Wikipedia, those are the only ones. Well, what what position did Vince win from then? You're know, maybe you're thinking a... of. I mean, he won what nineteen nineteen. Oh, he was number two. He was number two. Just like. Uh... Oh yeah, that's the whole thing for that rumble was uh, Steve Austin. You're number one. He's like, all right, motherfucker. Then you're number two. Yeah. Okay, I remember now. And they were pretty much uh... outside of the ring most of the time. Yeah, well, Vince just like went to the bathroom or whatever and like hung out. Yeah, went to go blow out his quads in the building <laughs> next door. Uh, no, I, I love when people from like the middle range win. Like uh, Drew McIntyre won from 16, Seth Rollins won from number 10, Shinsuke. Shinsuke's win was great, went on to nothing. But, but that doesn't, I don't want to say it doesn't matter because it does. If someone gets a great rumble push and it's like, oh man, this is their fucking time, and then they squander that. Like they did with Shinsuke, kinda. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a bummer. But I do think a Rumble win is so cool that it like stands as its own accolade. Yeah, for sure, one hundred percent. Um, it you is kind of lame ass when when someone shows up at thirty and just wins, like Cody. Cody. <laughs> Actually, we've had we've had men's number thirty wins two years in a row. Cody and we Rock, have. right? So. Even when it's a person you want to win, it's a bummer. Yeah. But obviously this last year they were saving Cody because that was his return. We all kind of knew that was going to happen. Yeah. Um, oh, it was still fine to me. I still I mean, would have liked him to come in earlier, you know? Sure. Just because everyone already kind of knew he was coming. Like if he had been number two or something, that would have been well, that would have been king. It shit. was definitely fine for me because of the predictions we did. And I drew number 30. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah, 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 yeah. Second 29 came out. And it wasn't Cody. I was like, oh, hell yeah. Yeah, so, I want to reiterate my statement of what I said, like of uh, like the um, like when I said that the last person is usually like a debut or whatever, I, I do not always like the last person winning because it's, it's it's cheap easy booking right yeah um it kind of buries everybody else that's in the match uh but the um uh, it's acceptable for cody um and uh I, I i just like the you know you know shiny new toy aspect of it is all yeah, yeah uh the, like uh aj styles when he debuted uh, that was deb- so sick he debuted at number three and that's that's one of my like top wwe moments from the last uh like decade or so except for the fact that how they fucked the camera angle up <laughs> yeah <laughs> man that right. and and edge's return they missed oh. his first spear yeah that is Dolph. unforgivable yeah do you guys know when daniel bryan won the championship there was a guy holding up a sign that said jag tind which is like a it's like an indian name some guy was just holding up a sign and it blocked the entire view of his celebration right after the win it was that's some right. WrestleMania, I think. That sucks ass. Jag tin <laughs> literal goat. <laughs> Terrible. Ultimate heel. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't have a ton to add to this. I I love seeing uh you know 
the roster show up. I think it's always great. It's if you ever like just drop in on a random year of wrestling and you want to know like which year was this, you can just go to the Rumble and see like who's there and who's doing like who's got what gimmicks and and you'll immediately be caught up like super fast. Yeah, um, it's super super useful for that. Um, I even like the knockoff versions. Like the Casino Battle Royale is not as good as the as the Royal Rumble, but mm-hmm. it's good. I it's a different really concept. It. Yeah, yeah, it, they come in in waves instead of you know one at a time, which is a little less exciting. Um, they're, so it's not as good, but I still like it. They're stuck because if they just copy the exact formula, yeah. people are going to be like, you're copying the exact formula. But yeah. us as well, fans they, are like, the exact formula so is the coolest thing ever. They did a better Every job time. of copying it than, uh, what was it, WCW, whoever he did the reverse battle royal that sucked ass. I don't remember if that was WCW. What, what was the reverse battle royale? You you're all inside the in. ring, and everyone has to get inside the ring. You have to, yeah, you have to get everyone into the ring and then out of the ring. Uh, I don't want to add too much to this, but just as a dishonorable mention, lumberjack match makes no friggin' sense. Uh, but uh, <laughs> everybody's on the outside. I don't know what's going on. What's the point of those guys? Just get them security, you know, goobers to do it instead. Uh, yeah. Um, point to the I, lumberjack match is then you get to see the whole roster in flannel, and I think that's always fun. They don't always wear know, flannel. No, they the like toys, though. The new if day. If you did. don't have yeah. hacksaw Jim Duggan with a ho, oh. right, it's not lumber. It's, it's not a lumberjack match, man. It's it, not, it, bro. I I agree. I've never liked lumberjack matches. I think they're stupid. But it's the closest we'll get to wrestlers uh, having a union where it's like, well, at least we're all on the show. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> that is wow. <laughs> what a way! What a way to cap that one off. Um, the. Uh, I forgot what I was going to say about Royal Rumble, but I, I think we've kind of said it all about that. It, it, yeah. I think objectively, objectively, it is it is the number one uh, gimmick match. Yeah, I think, simple. I think summing it up being like, this is the wrestling show you can show your non-wrestling friends and it'd be fun. Mm-hmm. That's For sure. the best way. Especially if like someone's like, oh, I'm trying to get into wrestling. Like, well, let's watch a couple Rumbles and you'll know everybody. You, you will know the people. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, Oh, you just bought the new 2K game. Which match are you gonna, you know, not play and just watch? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Royal I mean, Rumble just, every time. You just give me a free Rumble. Rumble. Like, who's gonna win this time? It is fun. Um, at the long, the long, uh, game not a long gimmick match, but it was an old gimmick match. I mean, it was from 1987. Hacksaw Jim yep. Duggan first uh, winner till now, uh, so it's been a while. I think it's neat that they count that because that was a 20 man Rumble. Yeah. I'm not uh, well, but there's to, also not... been bigger ones, correct? Well, yeah, yes. So, 50? so, uh, well, that was the greatest Royal Rumble, right? The first Saudi show, which does, and which does count. No, no, not in the <laughs> okay. lineup. Oh, I'm not. That's not up to me. I'm looking at the lineup that doesn't count. Um, but the one that does count is what was it? 2011, the one that Alberto Del Rio won. Oh. Unfortunately, mm. uh, yeah. that was a 40 man Rumble. Oh, so, okay. I the Royal Rumble one... type of match gimmick is low key kind of risky because you could be putting all your eggs for the entire year in one basket, and if the guy turns out to be a total piece of shit, it's kind of a stain, you know. Uh, like, I guess like on your, you know, on that year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so it's I possible? do think that I do think that they need to do like extensive background check, mm-hmm. psychiatric freaking evaluation. Yeah, like like well, but you they've know, done it like, before where they just like strip the WrestleMania match away from the person. Like they've had it where they they like bet it in a future match, or like if that person gets injured or something. Like even if it's kayfab injury, like they'll take it away from them and then just not talk about it. Right, like, but. 
but as for like the year's rumble winner being an accolade in itself you look back at it like yeah. i just said del There's rio, del rio. Just like oh i guess 2011 sucked yeah yeah <laughs> or 2004 what was best, the um rumble. which Royal rumble was it that had like all the football players in it <laughs> Uh, what? Where, where? Where's my boy? Uh, was it William the Refrigerator Perry? Um, I know you know what that I'm wasn't a rumble. About. That wasn't a rumble. Is that not that a, was rumble? a battle royal? And I want to uh, say it was like WrestleMania two. It was like WrestleMania two. It wasn't three. It must have been two. But it was William the Refrigerator Perry. Hell yeah! And never forget my boy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So all of us. Three of us got Royal Rumble as number one, which is a solid pick. Bazam, what is your... I'm really interested on your number one pick. I'm, I'm really concerned because I slagged off the Punjabi prison and it got, it got a <laughs> yeah. laugh. No. <laughs> both, both of you were like, oh, whoa. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, mine, it can be, it can be bad. Okay, go ahead. My number one is Punjabi prison. Sagna. Sagna, Sagna, Sagna. This is also kind of the same match. Uh, there's two matches, but they're basically the same. Uh, stadium Stampede slash Anarchy in the arena. Oh, yeah. bro. I, that's good. I bet. was gonna put Stadium Stampede in the honorable mentions. I like so AEW to me is literally like what gave me my entire existence, like and my entire freaking personality right now. Because I've been a wrestling fan my entire life. And, you know, I got defected freshman year of college. I, I didn't care about WWE anymore. Um, AEW came around, changed all of that, and it got me into things like New Japan and, and Impact and, you know, random friggin', uh, uh, you know, just random-ass wrestling, indie wrestling and stuff. Um, and, and I watched the, uh, you know, the, the friggin' pandemic was such a shitty time for all of us. You're, you're stuck in the crib, you know, you're taking classes online, whatever, right? You don't know if, you know... Mm-hmm anyone's gonna get sick this that the other and the first stadium stampede was in 2020 and uh at, at the tia bank field um and i'm i'm thinking to myself like yo they're gonna go balls to the wall right but how do you produce a match where you have to you know kind of keep the energy on that match was kind of a fluke because because of the pandemic they were able to pre-film everything and show it as if it was live but uh in consecutive years anarchy in the arena stadium stampede it, it it needs to capture the audience's attention especially those that are in the arena uh for it because um uh you, you can't always have the camera on everyone but the way that they do it man like bro Eddie Kingston, like, coming back to life with the friggin', like, Jerry can yeah. is, is, is the one of moments. the best visuals ever. Gotta um, be up there, like, yeah. and, and when friggin' Wild Thing just keeps playing and, like, someone, like, knocks out the band member, like, on stage or whatever, like, or, or like, pulls a plug or something, whatever it was, like, it, it's just, you know, they just get so creative with it and it's just wrestling is great when it doesn't take itself seriously Mm -hmm. while also delivering a very violent and, you know, a violent type of match, right? Like I don't want to see somebody at the concession stand, you know, mustard in one hand, ketchup in one hand, just like in the eyeballs, right? Like now you're blinded by ketchup and mustard, you know, (laughs) like it's, it's stuff like that. That's super cool. 
Uh, I, oh, that's also one of those matches that, like, you know, uh, you can show your friends and yeah. just watch because, like, you know, it's just chaos. And mm. everybody in it has an important role. Everybody plays an important role. They do it to their best of their abilities. And it shows a different side of storytelling. Uh, you know, Eddie Kingston is, like, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, right? This, that, the other. Like, things like that. It just really ties it in and, like... It's a good way to have a match in a pay-per-view that are usually, you know, quite long. It's a good, you know, mid-level match that kind of gets the audience, like, back into the, uh, you know, into the hype. And it's it's like, you know, they always seem to top themselves, right? Freaking hangman on a horse, bro, like, riding yeah. through the thing. So Like, good. Sammy Guevara getting run over by a goddamn, uh, what do you call it? Uh, golf, golf cart. cart. Yeah. Like, it's... Matt Just Hardy switching characters are endless. Oh yeah, that was cool. That was cool too. Um, also, the dude, the Sean Spears in the room of chairs is probably the coolest thing he's ever done in the AEW. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, easily the best thing he's ever done. Um, what else was I going to say? Uh, um, one more thing was the God. Oh, oh, to to do it in Wembley, man, like. That's kind of crazy, bro. Oh, wait, like, no, you're forgetting my favorite bit. Was the was the Matt Hardy in the in the pool? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pull him up. He's a new gimmick. I love that. <laughs> Man, uh, like I said, everything on my list is subjective because, mm. uh, like you know, that it it's just wrestling is what you make of it, yeah. and you enjoy it the way you want to enjoy it. Why why can't we all just enjoy wrestling, right? Yeah, I agree. You can get as long as uh, as long as it's not the Punjabi prison match, we can all enjoy uh, it. Yeah, fuck yeah. that match. It'll never stand up to the apple pie strap. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Oh boy. Uh but yeah, anybody can get into wrestling. You just watch it and you just know the, the characters there, you know? They'll they'll explain it for you. You can get it you can get into it anytime. Um but yeah, that's that's pretty much it for this episode. Uh how do you guys are feeling about your list? Uh, I think Daniel has a really good list. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think Skyler's is better than mine personally, but you know, no, I would agree with that. Yeah, mine's yeah. definitely better. <laughs> I do, I do. In retrospect, uh, feel like I should have put uh the the Stadium Stampede on my list at some place. Uh, I I don't know. I guess I did it just slipped my mind, but that 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 definitely should have shown up more often than just just the one time. <laughs> that should have been on more of our lists. I think that making lists is really tough because I was explaining to Abrar before you guys joined, I'm like a chronic overthinker. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm always like doubting the choices that I make of, yo, like, you know, like, do I really, you know, want to put this here? Uh, and I think that for something as vast as wrestling, like to do it justice would be to do like a tier list or something. Um, yeah. cause like, you know, uh, nobody gets disrespected except, you know, Punjabi prison is straight to F tier, right? We're burying <laughs> the Punjabi prison match, not even on the choices. Uh, but like, you know, it, it really categorizes it and it creates like for someone that wants to get into wrestling, you know, that like, yo, I'm gonna start with the S tier and just, you know, watch all these different variations of matches and really get into this universe of, uh, like just endless possibilities, endless, uh, fantasy world, you know, that we call wrestling, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Uh but yeah, that's uh that's pretty much it for this episode. Uh Skylar, where yeah. can the audience find you? 
You know what's crazy is I never I never answer this question, and I'm still not you going never to. Do. But okay. recently on Twitter.com, you doxed me. <gasps> you added doxed. you added me when you were like, "I oh, check out the new thing," and you put my at there. Oh, I did. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I think your Twitter is set to private anyway. It is. So okay. <laughs> it is. They'll click on it, and it'll basically just be redirected to a picture of you with your middle fingers up. It'll, it'll be a picture as of the, God intended. It'll be a picture of the great Kali holding up the WWE Championship at the Punjabi prison. Hell yeah, <laughs> Daniel, where can they find you? Uh, on Twitter at Daniel J McGee or on my YouTube channel Daniel McGee. I just posted a video like five seconds before we sat down to do this. So what? no way. Let me check this out. I did. It's my. It's my. You can't. You are not allowed to watch it. It's my spoiler cast for for Spider Man Two. Oh. Yeah, I can't. I can't even watch it. I the oh, beginning. I'm, not, yeah. I'm not done yet. I'm like 76% done. Oh, I'm like 50% uh, now. So come back even, when you've when you've watched Spider-Man 2. I don't I even own a PS5, so I've been playing it piecemeal at his house. <laughs> come over. Come over right now. I don't have to be at work for another 12 hours. Awesome. Uh, awesome. Where can they find you? You can find me in a field mining, uh, uh, not mining, uh, cutting up sugar cane to construct the Punjabi prison, the devastating oh, uh, structure. God. You can also structure. you can also find me on X.com. I am not an Elon show, but you can find me on X.com, politically correct <laughs> over here. Uh at Wrestling Drone, D-R-O-N-E. Very nice, very nice. Well Oh uh, bro, you know where you can find me? Where? And where you can find Daniel and where you can find you? Where? At AEW Dynamite this December. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. We're gonna be we're you're right. We're gonna be at the uh, UT Arlington in Arlington, yeah, Arlington. Uh, for is that the? I don't actually know what stadium is it at. Is it at AT and T? No, no, it's it's the it's the Arlington um, College Park college, college football thing. It's not even football. It's just basketball. Oh, we don't they don't have a football oh, it's team. The basketball one. Yeah, Excuse no. You, sorry, <laughs> UTA doesn't have a football team. No, okay, they don't. Well, whatever. Uh, but yeah, they're we, too small we, and shitty. <laughs> You, they can find us there December 13th, AW Dynamite and uh Rampage. Just meet us up. I'll probably be wearing a Brown Boy Wonder podcast hoodie. You guys can find me there. Those don't exist. Don't lie. I ordered them for myself. Where's mine? See, uh, don't worry, I'll get you one. I know uh, better. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so you can find us there, and uh, yeah, that's uh, pretty much it, I guess. On on uh, one, we go just like the War Rumble. Ready? Uh, sure. First, I'll say, Abar, thanks for having me. This was fun. This was a fun one. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, all right. Five, four, three, two, one. And. and... <laughs> Bing bong.